Welcome back to the Retro Nomapod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am the six buttons on the front of an arcade cabinet that you slam, slam, slam with a quarter and the four buttons because my name only has four letters and that name is Toby. And the only joystick that I'll fiddle in this world right now is my co-host as always, Rick. How you doing, buddy? That, Good. I, that I'm omni, omnidirectional. You Ooh. know, forget forget any of this D-pad nonsense. You just grab hold any way you want to go. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, the turn this took right away. <laughs> I like when we start off with weird sexual energy that just... Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It's... Going. It's one of those things that I think as a listener, if you were to hear it, it's either like, oh, I'm fucking in on this. Or like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm out. Like, like <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going to skip five minutes and see if maybe it gets better. Depending on what you consider better. It gets somewhere. It, and we talk about some things. I mean, we do what we do. And what do we do? And I don't know. I'm still that was a segue for the weird question of the week. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I am so bad at this job. Why God. am I still doing it? <laughs> the weird question of the week. Uh, you just got your dream job of being an ice cream man. What tune do you have as your ice cream jingle? Uh, <laughs> any song I want, right? Like, we're not putting... I mean, there's like, you know, Pop Goes the Weasel is pretty popular. Dun, ba, dun, no. ba, dun, okay, ba, so... Okay. Do, uh, but it question. has to be done with the bells. Okay, the, the that ice was, cream bells. Okay, that was my question. Thank you for yeah. the clarification. Okay, so it has to be done with the bells. Ooh, that makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you either know the song or you don't, right? So. Perhaps. I don't know. My first instinct, if it was just going to be blaring out of, like, a speaker driving down the street, it was going to be, like, ice cubes. Today was a good day. You know? Which would still work with the like bells but like i i just have this want to need like a rap song you know and but on a positive note if it's done with the bells it doesn't matter if it's explicit or not like you could have yeah, cardi b's true. wet ass pussy you saw that lady do the sign language at like lala Palooza yeah, or whatever yeah 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 dude like yo that song goes hard in multiple things it's gonna go just as hard in bells <laughs> i don't know i think <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think with with me, okay, especially at this point in my life, I'm I'm pretty lactose intolerant at this this point. Okay, I'm in my 30s now. My body's just like, oh no, you don't, motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm gonna be playing like Highway to Hell on the bells when it's rolling down because it's gonna I'm gonna eat it still, but it's gonna fuck me up. Yeah, I like it. Highway to Hell. Yeah, See, yeah, that's where my mind goes instantly. Is like a more hard rock and like. Yeah, but dun, with the bells. You could do like Crazy Train. I know this song. Yeah. I know this song. And then like kids come running. They're like, it's the ice cream man. While adults are like, huh, all right. The ice cream door opens. It's just Marilyn Manson. He's like, what kind of cones you want, want, bitches? That's what I imagined. Like some Nine Inch Nails shit. But then behind it is like an 18-year-old kid still wearing Jinkos in 2021. Yeah, no, he's got a chain wallet, and, like, there's actually, like, four chains. you got to really take a guess on which one it's attached to. I know you know what I'm talking about. 
Do any of those connect to anything? <laughs> yes, they're all to my wallet. What are you doing, yeah. you maniac? I was Once to my Tamagotchi. I had a pair of Jinkos. Jinkos were great. Yeah, I mean, look, my so I got the best of both worlds when it came to like 80s and 90s in a weird way. Because like my brother was born in 81. So like all the stuff that he got to, to mess with when he was growing up, the, the Masters of the Universe, the G.I. Joe stuff, like that all kind of got passed on to me as I got older in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So like my brother got Jinkos, like, of course, you know, mm-hmm. he's like eight years older than me. I want to be just like my brother. So I, yeah. I wanted Jinkos. My mom found Jinkos at the thrift store, bro. Like anytime I wanted to be with the cool kids, cool kids. I know this is an audio podcast for the most part. You can't see my air quotes. Cool kids. You know, my mom would be like, you tell me, I'll find them. Don't ask me where I got them. Well, she was getting all this shit at the thrift store. And it worked still. This this gets away from our subject. I, the, the Jinkos is like, I, that's a talk for another podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm going ha- <laughs> to have to go with like an ACDC. Or, like I said, I still think like you have to do some sort of West Coast rap. It just that just screams ice cream oh, truck. Yeah, like today to is a good day is such a good freaking song, and it is just like that's even one more more chiller ones. Like you know, you could you could do. I mean, any of them would be so good. Yeah, like a Snoop Dogg song. Any yeah, gin, gin and juice, d- like oh, dude, gin and juice, right? Uh, you might have to do that, and you could roll around like after eight p.m. as like an adult beverage ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Where you hand out like malted liquor ice cream. Oh. You're playing gin and juice at night, but today was a good day during the day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> when, when that song flips, that's that's when yeah, it's adult swim, okay? Yeah, like adult swim. There you go. Perfect. All right, kids, get out of here. This isn't for you. <laughs> Could I get a rocket pop? No, your mom's getting the rocket bomb, so let's <laughs> let's roll out. <laughs> the rocket bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not a bad call like i was thinking like some metal but then i'm like would that transfer that well into a jingle but like i think uh that yeah 90s west coast hip-hop rap sound would be perfect for the the jingly bells on a, yeah you, like, can't, you don't want to do the nursery light rhymes like you hear on a regular one you want to be the standout outcast ice cream freaking wagon coming through rolling up and the kids are like Huh, that's not the usual sound, but it sounds like the ice cream wagon, so I'm going to run to it and hope that it's not, you know, the local Gacy of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, the local Gacy. <laughs> no, it's just Rick. He got himself an ice cream truck. Bro, we'd, we would be the best ice cream people, but at the yeah, same time, Lord. we would also be the people that people didn't want to see selling ice cream. Like, it's a real conundrum that you and I are in because it's like, hell yeah, I'd love to sell ice cream to a bunch of kids. And even saying it the way that I just said it makes me know that I shouldn't be selling ice cream to kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just have to have one of my kids with me and be like, it's okay, it's mine. And people would be you? like, what do you mean yours? Like, you bought him? No, I found, I found, I made him. Like, I made him. That weird? <laughs> yeah, I made him. Oh, God, that's weird. <laughs> Uh, all right, so West Coast hip hop for West Coast hip hop. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> before I get <laughs> the first twelve minutes of the show, bro. <laughs> sometimes it just starts in a way that I don't know if we could ever bring it back from. 
But I'm gonna, I got real hot. Woo. Mama's having hot flashes. Um, vapors. <laughs> so I did something this weekend that I haven't got to do in a long time. For those of you guys who don't know, I have been trying to buy a house in Colorado, and it's been an absolute nightmare. Um, but I got one, and soon to have a legitimate studio to be doing this in. It's going to be amazing. So this weekend, I decided to, it, with us being getting a new house, we're going to have to move. So this is the first time, like, the collection that I built in this apartment has moved, you know. And so I started going through some stuff. And I was just like, what do I not want to take to the new house, you know. So something I've been debating on for a long time is getting rid of a lot of my handheld stuff. Uh, my Game Boy, my 3DS stuff, you know, my Game Gears. Just the stuff that I, like, it legitimately just sits on a shelf. I have no want to play a lot of them or need to play a lot of them. So I went through a lot of them. Now I do want to, to, to start this saying that I kept some from every system. I, I got rid of no Pokemons, you know, I didn't get rid of any of the good Mario games on the 3ds. Um, I kept my Loco Rocos and my Patapons and like a couple of the PSP games that mean a lot to me, but a lot of the bullshit I just got rid of that. Just just cannon fodder. I had some stuff for the Wii U that I don't own a Wii U. And one of those games got really pricey over the last few months. So I was just like, let's get rid of that one. So I took something like, I don't know, probably 35 or 40 games in. Um, just like I said, some random stuff. I expected to get like two, 250 out of it. Uh, and they, I, I had it in two stacks. I had an eight-game stack, which I knew these games were a little pricier uh and then everything else and for just the pricier stack they gave me 230 wow yeah so then like after all said and done i had 380 dollars in store credit uh shout out to level seven games you guys are amazing and That's awesome. there's a reason i shop with you but we're gonna go through a couple of those games real fast because i added some heavies into my collection this weekend give me one second here here we go Drum roll. So I added some some weird stuff, and then also added, uh, like I said, some some heavier titles that I usually would not pay cash on. Um, and I'll go through a couple of prices. They match pretty well up to, you know, what price charting or or game or whatever you're using to to price your video games. But just to go through them real quick, I bought back, backstage assault. For the sixty four, yes. one of the big reasons I bought this game. Shout out to Drew. Uh, hopefully you're listening. Drew gave me a bunch of cases for some stuff that he didn't need, and, and in that um, bushel of boxes that he gave me was a hard shell, like almost rental case for for Backstage Assault. So when I saw oh. it on the shelf, I was like, "Yeah, I'll take that. Ten bucks for this. That, that's just a good buy, in my opinion." Um, Torak Rage Wars. My yeah. copy was kind of shit, so I just went ahead and was like, you know what? For a trade-in, I'm going to replace my copy, so, and I'll be able to trade the other one in at some point. Um, a game that I absolutely love, surprisingly, did not have, Darksiders for the Xbox 360. Um, for anybody that hasn't played this, it is a Zelda-style dungeon crawler based in the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, where you play as war. Phenomenal game. If you have not played that game, phenomenal game. Um, another one I haven't played through, Red Dead Revolver, the original in the Red the Dead series. 
Again, I was like looking through games and I was like, haven't played this, wanted to play this, buying this. Um, and so now we get into some of the more ridiculous stuff. Uh, I don't usually buy a lot for Super Nintendo, but it was hard to pass up. Contra 3. Good Contra. The Alien Wars. Um, $40 game. And like I said, I was one of those when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> I'll take that one. You know, something I do not own. Um, before I get into the rest of these, there was one game that I almost blew my wad on. Uh, and I talked a couple weeks ago where I bought the Castlevania set from, from Limited Run. And they had an inbox OG Castlevania for the NES. No Ooh. sticker. I'm like, all right, guys, like, what's the damage on this? $200. The box was beat up. I almost put all my games down, dude. I was just like, do I get this right now? Like, <laughs> I would really like to have it in the box. Uh, but I passed. I did not. Uh, OG Xbox. Conquer. Live and yeah. Reloaded. A rarity for the Xbox. Something that I have never been able to find in the wild. I uh, did not want to pay the money for it because I want to play it. But it was pricey. $45 for Conquer. Um, oh. But... Like I said, I it was just like some of these. I was just like I'm gonna, like I want them. Like I I just want them. Um, one of the the last games I picked up off the shelf because I totally forgot to look at GameCube stuff. And for any of you collecting right now, you know that GameCube is disgusting in the prices. So I went and looked over on the shelf. They had eight GameCube games in stock, dude. They cannot keep GameCube in stock. Luckily for me, Super Mario Strikers, Very one of the game. best soccer games ever made. Uh, I don't care who yeah. you are. This is That's... easily top two best soccer games ever fucking made. <laughs> so uh, take a guess. Super Mario Strikers, how much? 30 bucks. 70 fucking dollars. Woo! Okay. <laughs> that's, that's more than what it cost when it was new. Oh, uh, GameCube is disgusting. So use trade value. Pick up some stuff that you want. Okay. Uh, Super Mario Strikers. The one that I'm most proud of, the one that cost me the most money and uh, is well worth it because I've been wanting to add stuff to my Genesis collection. For those of you who know, Genesis is my top two to collect for. Contra Hardcorps for the Sega Genesis. Uh, or like our game. <laughs> the bummer about this still has the hang tab, which I'm not a fan of. I, I know people hate it or whatever, but no manual. Damn. $90. Without the manual. Um, the manual. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, <clears throat> just grabbing stuff. Like, you know what? Maybe I'll find the manual later. But the Contra games are never going to go down in price. They're just sought after. They're, they're going to be this expensive, if not more expensive. So, at least I have the case. I have the game. If I find the manual later, awesome. If I find a complete and box copy later, Awesome. Uh, but at least it's in the collection. It's a game I did not think I would own anytime soon, especially because it was going up in price. Uh, but, yeah, so I treated myself. I also, for those of you guys that cannot hear, treated myself with a new microphone this week. So hopefully our audio quality has just went up a little bit. Um, it's always good. And now I'm into, like, homebody mode. Like, we're into, yeah. like, oh, I'm broke now, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not touching my fucking you, debit card. Yeah, here soon you're going to be... Time to box things up mode. <laughs> it worked out. So for, for everything that I got there, um, that ran me $290. Uh, oh, so I still okay. have credit at level 7, which is good. I'm sitting on, like, um, with a punch card and everything, like, $100 uh, 
store credit, which uh, again, I'll shout out level seven one more time. They're, they're one of the best game stores in Colorado. Um, them and game force are just amazing. Not only for the people, but their selection, their stock, everything else. Um, but we're saving that hundred dollars because they just bought a new store. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're remodeling and they closed down a store. They're moving some stuff to the new one. So I know they're going to do some blowout like party. Uh, so we're going to save that credit and we're going to go to that party and see if we can pick up some inbox N 64 or something. So yeah, I have, it's Good been, a, it's been a while since I've been able to talk about some pickups and I added some yeah. quality stuff to the collection this weekend. So. Yeah, some real good stuff in there. Yeah, that Super Strikers game is uh, super. Damn man, it, it's so. I'll have it, it on stream. So good. Yeah, I'll have it on stream at some point. Um, because I've got a, a guy that'll play it for me. You guys have seen Travis on on my streams in the past, and Travis will come over and and really throw down on some Super Mario Strikers. So again, it's one of the best soccer games ever made. That game's just it's still competitive. It's skill based, but it's also fun and has a lot of ridiculous bullshit it's a mario kart for soccer yeah you know it's just what it is so fantastic um well i watched some more stuff this week because you know that's what you do when you're working 60 hours a week um (laughs) this one that we watched that was just kind of a surprise on hbo max was tignataro uh drawn and basically what makes this unique is that it's tignataro she's a stand-up comedian really funny really dry sense of humor but Day in the life stories kind of stuff, super funny. But like in this particular one, she's got different bits, but it's all animated. Okay. So the whole special's animated, different kind of animation styles as well. Very funny, very worth your time. I think it's only like an hour long, if that. And if you've got HBO Max, then you know, awesome. whatever. Um, that freemium. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes, dude. Um, we also watched, uh, let's see, uh, The Suicide Squad, which came out this weekend on HBO Max as well. It also hit the theaters. That was very good, actually. People it are is raving. so fucking good. Like, yeah. I like the first Suicide Squad movie, and this one's kind of a sequel, but not quite a sequel. I don't know. It's come out that it isn't, but it is. It's whatever. It's so much better than the first one. It's lots of fun. It's hard R, so don't watch it with your kids. Hard R. At one point, um, King Shark has a dude severed head in his mouth, and you know, unfortunately, a four-year-old looking at that immediately does the. Oh, I'm not supposed to see this. Yeah, that's probably that's probably not good. I, I just yeah, not good. Yeah, I heard that movie was really good. We're gonna have to watch that so one. It's... Um, definitely watch it it's it, what's nice about it is that you don't really have to know much of what's you don't have to know much you haven't even have to see the the first movie to know exactly what's going on in the suicide squad for this movie so you can kind of go into it blindly if you if you uh jared leto yeah. is not in that one correct not in it at all it's it's purely just you know there's a few recurring characters but it doesn't make or break it like because the things that happen in it are god it's so freaking good um, but the other one I saw was a movie that's not even out yet. Uh, we were fortunate to get free passes to see a pre-screening of this. Yeah. Um, free guy with Ryan Reynolds. This looks um, so good. I'm jealous of the fact that you got to go see this. This one is like, if you're a gamer, this is almost like a no brainer. Um, this is the space jam little... of video games. As far as advertisements go. <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> this is good. 
because it's <laughs> this is <it's>, good. <laughs> this movie has it's funny through and through. Like the jokes don't stop. The action is over the top. It's it's based in a world that's very much like um, Grand Theft Auto Online or like some other like open world. Open world. Do what you sandbox. Open world sandbox. sandbox. Do do what you want. Complete these missions. Level up your character. Live the life kind of thing. And it's just so fucking funny. And the story's really good. And there's a lot of... Evidently, there was a lot of improv happening. And a lot of those lines made it in. And I think a lot of what he does is like that, right? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is just a witty, funny-ass person. He's just so whip-quick, freaking smart. Yeah. On his feet, just like, boom, here's a line. Oh, that's glorious. Um, It comes out to theaters August 13th. I don't think it's doing any... A What's day of week? release thing on anything either. So if you're one for the theater, definitely go check that out because it is definitely worth it. It's definitely a movie to see in the theaters. It's It's got that big, big production values. The story's great. The action's fun. Everybody in it holds it down. Check it out. It's great. Uh, the final thing I saw was Masters of the Universe. This came out a few weeks ago on Netflix. I'm, I'm and a lot of people shat on waiting. it. Yeah, I kind of heard. I, I was hyped for this one. I don't quite understand why, because without giving too much away, it's just it's the continuing story of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This is just called Masters of the Universe, so it doesn't necessarily mean... Isn't it called Revelation? Yeah, Revelation is yeah. the whatever. The title. The s- subtitle. Season title. Yeah, subtitle. Yes. And it's like, it's only like five episodes long, and it definitely feels like it's half of a season's worth of of a show. Like... You get enough to really... It is enjoyable. The The art in it is great. The uh, action in it is fantastic. The soundtrack by Bear McCreary is phenomenal. Like, <laughs> you know, it sounds like a cinematic score, but it's done for a TV show. That's great. The acting in it is great. I really enjoy it, and I can't wait for season two. And it's written by one of our favorites, uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith, our boy. So yeah. it's like... You know, what's not to love? Like, he, he, the main reason he took this on was that he was a huge fan himself. Yep. And he wasn't going to take this on if he wasn't sure that he could handle it because he wouldn't. He yeah, would I just don't do see it being bad. But, I mean, people have problems with, like, oh, it's supposed to be He Man and not focus on Tila, you yeah. know, or any of these other minor characters. Like, they did stuff with Orko, which is my personal favorite character from the whole thing. And, his magic in it and his oh it's it's well done i like it it's great check it out if you have time it's on netflix i think they're like half hour episodes so haters like, gonna hate dude yeah it's like enjoy it for the fact that we're getting it don't don't enjoy it to compare it to something that once was like enjoy it for what what it is you know fucking haters gonna hate always assholes dude just enjoy it like, yeah that was like, that, that was that's one that's on my list free guy may be a movie that i go see in theaters Ooh. Yeah, I know. That, that's heavy words from a man that hates going to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, moving on to some newsy stuff. And again, I don't, don't have too much this week because it's kind of a weird, off, slow week. Which is good uh, we're, because we're going to fill up that time heavily. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, our boys that we talked about last week, the Cosmonita dudes, Trace, though. They're going to be able to do it, boys. <laughs> It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> They're just throwing money at these men. Yeah, truly. 
Trey Parker, Matt Stone, uh, the creators of South Park, have been have signed on to Paramount Plus um, in Comedy Central uh, to do. They basically renewed the South Park up through 2027, and that also included a deal for 14 original movies to Paramount Plus. So that means we get more content from them. This whole deal is worth, and this is staggering, $900 million. Yeah. Dollars. They almost just got paid a billion dollars. So something that I've I've noticed that I, I heard separately, too, is that this also includes a new game. Um, it's not something that gets talked about very often, but I've seen it in a couple different articles now that it is one of the stipulations of the deal, uh, which isn't even the craziest thing. The fact that they're looking at 14 original movies. Oh, fuck. Like 14 I, South Park movies? I hope no. What I hope is that because it just says original movies. I hope it could be South Park. But I also hope it could be something like basketball too. That, basketball too, yes. Yes. Oh, like, dude, I didn't even think about that. You know, that. some of their like crazy ass shit that they come up with. I know they'll never do another puppet movie like Team America, but like, not that isn't rated adult thing. only. <laughs> yeah, like, I hope this means that we get more like just weird shit from them because just give me more from them. These guys are geniuses. I love them. But that's just something we had to talk about. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, too, because this one shows two of the original South Park films will premiere on Paramount Plus in 2021. Which, is that new? Or is that, like, bigger, longer, and uncut? And did did they make another one? That's kind of their big move. They've done, like, specials, like, hour-long See, and that's what I'm wondering. If it's, like, you know how Family Guy does, like, the Star Wars or whatever? Yeah. And they can put those as standalone movies. I wonder if they'll do something like that. Like, I, do do another World of Warcraft. Make Love Not Warcraft. Do it movie style. Like a, a comeback to the new shit, especially with all the stuff going on with Blizzard and Activision right now. They could, oh, shit. They could roast a World of Warcraft movie right now. That's cool. So, look, if those yeah. boys don't buy Casa Bonita right now, it's because the city doesn't want them to buy it. <laughs> let those, let right? those men buy Casa Bonita. Look at all this money that they have. Let them do it. Yeah, and with them being, you know, having the uh, South Park going until 2027, that's just free advertisement for Casa Bonita. Yeah, Throw that in yeah, every exactly. episode. Whether you do something with it or not, just let it be a background character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could do a movie. They're going to do an entire movie about Casa Bonita. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> you guys, we did it. Or some shit. I don't know how they'll do it. They're smart. They'll. They'll do it in a way that'll be spectacular. Uh, this I wanted to touch on. This I really just wanted to get your opinion about. But um, the Star Wars, or so Disney World has been working on this hotel that is essentially once you get there, you're on a star cruiser. Okay. Right? So the ticket prices. This is what's kind of the uproar. But ticket prices start at forty eight hundred on the low end Ooh. and go and go all the way up to six thousand dollars. Um, There's only a twelve thousand difference between the like base model and the deluxe model. Like, go fuck yourself, Disney. <laughs> and that's for two nights. But okay. what makes this different is that, like, once you get there, it is a fully immersive, for lack of a better word, role playing experience. So basically, once you're in this world, everything is all apart to make this as immersive and realistic. Check out these air quotes that you can see because it's audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think? Is that too much for a look is it all inclusive like i believe i believe so. so i believe it is supposed to be like an an experience like you go there for two days to experience the 
whatever they have to offer. The story they're trying to tell through being on this star cruiser and whether you take up the little mini missions they have you take or these quests, you know. Can I get shit faced on a star cruiser? Like it like I guess what I'm asking is like is everything included? Like I want to like walk onto the star cruiser and not have to worry about food or drink or entertainment or anything else. And if that's the case, I mean it's still a little pricey like like it, like you could go to Cancun for cheaper than that. True. You know. But I okay, so maybe I don't know. They're going to get people to do it. So who oh. am I to say that it's okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's who am I to say that they're charging too much because that people are going to do it. People yeah, diehards will do it and I think at first it's kind of a you know, a shock of the ticket price, but I think if you're really into it, you'll pay it. But I think after a while, after they've tested it to, you know, have the real people go in and really try it out, I think they'll see, is the ticket price too much? Are people really, you know, using the hotel the way that we had planned? Because from the way I look... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it takes a special kind of person to really, like, get the use out of it, especially for it being, like, an immersive experience. Yeah. Like, your normal everyday Joe is not going to go in there and get four grand, five grand worth of entertainment out of a two-day trip in a Star Wars hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's not much else known about, like, what all is involved or what all is makes it immersive or what kind of things you're able to do on this Star Cruiser, you know? So that's what I'm curious about. That's why, you know... Hell, I don't have the money to do it anyway, but, you know, I'd be waiting a few years to find out just to see what all do you get? Does that include food and beverage and everything else for that price tag? Or is that basically just a, here's a really cool role-playing experience that you can see. You get to stay in this cool Star Wars-themed hotel, interact with these cool aliens, you know. Unless I get to do a lightsaber battle. It really, oh, the you question... do. You do. Oh, that's actually one. No that's, shit. You, you do get light lightsaber training. That was. I don't one want of the training. I want to like see a motherfucker across the hall and be like, "Steven, you son of a bitch," you know. And like me and him are gonna go to fucking like I want I want a lightsaber when I walk on. Like I want them to be like, "Welcome Jedi," or whatever, you know, and hook me up with a fucking lightsaber. But like the real question, I guess for you is like, which one of your children do you love the least? You know, and like we could really make this happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a funny thing because looking at the prices, the first one is like two adults, second tier is like two adults, one child, and the third tier is three adults, one child. So they're not even including like a full family. <laughs> yeah, they're like you can bring a third adult, but like we only want one kid we, with we you because kid. two kids. Uh, we kid. know you guys; you can't control two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do hope that, like, once you get there, you get, like, okay, you get to choose, like, a wardrobe of sorts, and you do get to choose your lightsaber while you're there, or maybe build one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. look, if you don't get to fucking build a lightsaber, because that's a thing you get to do with the Star Wars, yeah, like, part of the park, right? If, yeah. if for that money I don't get that included, that's a real travesty. I'm pissed if I don't get to build a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> and at that point, like, if I'm paying you that kind of money to stay in your fucking hotel, I want to be able to get the goddamn tri-sword lightsaber. What's it called before oh, I yeah, yeah, embarrass yeah. myself? I know what you're saying. Like, uh, I, don't, uh, what is, I don't know the name for it. I always call it Ky- the broadsword lightsaber. Yeah, Kylo I don't Ren's know if, or whatever. Yeah, Kylo Ren's freaking saber. I know there's a fucking I, name for it. There sure is. Some Star Wars nerds pissed off it's, at me right now. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm more of a Lord of the Rings fan. 
And the podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It the concept's cool. I I w- I do hope that it it is able to venture out into other aspects of like the fantasy immersion. Like, mm-hmm. do they come out with the Lord of the Rings, or do they come out with a a Harry Potter experience where you get to stay the night in fucking uh, Hogwarts? You know, like yeah, yeah. that would be dope. Because I look Star Wars. No, I'm not going to pay you five grand because like it's cool, not for me. You come out and tell me I get to spend two nights at fucking Hogwarts and eat food in the fucking uh, Great yeah. Hall, and I get to fucking fly on a VR broom and have a wand that you know. Bro, I'm paying the five grand, six grand for that, you know? <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Like a VR room that you go into and you strap a a, a, a broom between your legs and you get to go do Quidditch. Yeah, and like, they like put you on up. like a. Yeah, so yeah you're like, like you're on a harness so you can actually feel yourself. Like, what are they, the 4D <laughs> movies now? They're like splashing your water at the face. <laughs> There's like Dementors and shit that you're dodging. <laughs> Every time fucking one of the bludger things, some dude's just punching you in the kidney. <laughs> So realistic. <laughs> uh, yeah, this that concept is good. I hope something. There's comes this out place in Utah called uh, Evermore Park, and that's basically what it is. It's a fully immersive role playing fantasy uh, park where you go there and you basically spend the day at this park where it's all fully immersive. There's different creatures and wizards and and thieves and different missions that you could partake in i keep saying missions i mean quests but it's the same difference how dare you and like so there is kind of almost the lord of the rings without being lord of the rings one out there but i would love to see more like hey pay us x amount of money and you can come and it's fully immersive everybody you talk to is part of the story we've got things for you to do We've got your food covered, especially if they do, like, cool magical shit. Like, you're going to sit down at a freaking Hogsworth table and the candles are floating above you while you're yeah, eating some dude. roasted duck or shit. Come on. Yeah. They've got, like, one of those, uh, you know, the hologram thing, like, Tupac did a concert with. There's just, like, really headless <laughs> Nick floating across your tables and <laughs> hey, shit. What's <hey. laughs> Uh Yeah, fuck it, dude. I know I just bought a house. We'll sell that bitch and go buy some property and we'll just make ourselves a... <laughs> Do it. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell. I'll tell my other half not to listen to this week's episode. I was like, <laughs> I'm not trying to have her shit on my business idea right now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, I hope. I hope we get other stuff out of it. It's, it that that would be cool. Like I said, a Harry Potter one would be sick. Uh, a Lord of the Rings, like yeah, like hey, we're gonna send you on a ten mile hike. <laughs> Go save fucking Middle Earth. I I would be like, all right, I guess. There's just a little person shoes. halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a little person dressed up as Gollum. She's just fucking whipping your shins with a stick coming out of the bushes. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Liability, you know, liability wise, I don't think we should own a park like that, but no, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Call the lawyers. We'll get this figured out. <laughs> oh God. Um, as we're moving through this uh, arcade one-up, known primarily for doing uh, at-home arcade cabinets, is releasing a very cool game table next month. Uh, they're calling it the Infinity Game Table, and basically, it's just it to me. It looks like a giant tablet, but it's like this. There's two options. There's a 24-inch or a 36-inch, but basically, you're able to play board games through it. They're having it where it's basically digital libraries that you can upload to it 
and I just thought it was too cool not to bring up. Uh, yeah, I mean, the concept of this is awesome because you're right. It's it's a big ass iPad that's sitting on the table, you know. <laughs> so it it's it's cool, but I want it to be able to do more. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out and see if I can. Um, the game that come with the table are all old classics. Monopoly, Battleship, Candyland, Shoots and Ladders, Operation Yahtzee. Um, it says that they do know Pandemic and Ticket to Ride will be coming. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at. If they make it to where I can buy digital versions of like current games, uh, I'm a lot more on that than yeah. having like Scrabble and Shoots and Ladders and stuff. Like, allow me to like to buy the same. <sighs> The same way that you would buy games digitally on, like, my PC. Like, I'd want to be able to be like, you know, I want to play Small World mm. or something that has a lot of miniatures. Like, give me a Warhammer-style yeah. thing for it, you know? So, hopefully, I, I'm sure someone will figure out a way to hack it, too. And I'm figuring, I'm figuring this, since this is brand new, this is, I mean, it's not even out yet brand new. I figure, like, that's the future of this particular thing, is that at first, yes, they're going to offer super casual basic stuff that we all know and love but then they'll start digging reaching out to like hey tabletop folks let me play let me put your rpg system in here so people could run their D campaigns on top of this you know like i i think the possibilities there especially for what it is you can kind of already do that stuff on a tablet It'd be even cooler if you could do it on this thing, which is just a tabletop. Yeah, there's a um, there's a game on Steam called Tabletop Simulator, mm. um, where you can you know Steam's great with Steam Workshop and everything. And I'd have to look to see who develops that game, but if they could like partner up with something like this, because their you know their program is pretty much built to run on something like this in theory, you know. So it's like if they could somehow incorporate Tabletop Simulator, because you can play Settlers of Catan on there. You can play mm-hmm. D&D. Like you can do a bunch of stuff on Tabletop Simulator. So hopefully hopefully you're right. Hopefully this has just opened the door to someone building a dope-ass interactive game table. Um, but if you've seen the prices of game tables lately, Oof. it I'll, I'll have better luck going to Star Wars Hotel. Yeah, or building your own, which... Is what I've been saying since I moved into this house. I'm gonna build yeah. a game table. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna have to build something because games are gonna have a place to go. There's gonna be some games, maybe some D and D streams before too long. Ooh, ooh. Oh, um, yeah. Staying on the arcade one up thing, um, kind of leading into what we're gonna talk about for our nostalgia stuff uh, this weekend. Arcade one up actually put out uh, the Simpsons. Four-player arcade. Um, Pre-orders open on August 16th. So by the time you guys hear this, you'll still have some time. Um, but it's it's straight up the original Simpsons beat-em-up. They've got yeah. the, the cabinet itself is the bright blue. Um, you can even get the, the um, Simpsons stool that goes with it. Mm-hmm. The cool thing the arcade one-up does with these like special edition one... Uh, they're also releasing a TMNT Turtles in Time machine. Um, but the cool thing they do with these special editions ones, unlike the ones with like Miss Pac-Man or Galaga, uh, is the riser, the thing that actually makes them people tall, comes with them. Um, because for anybody that hasn't seen an arcade one-up without the riser, hopefully you're three foot seven because that's yeah. the only way you're going to be able to play it comfortably. Even with the riser, it's a little small for me. Uh, but 
the the company, you know, people can hate on it or whatever, but it is a great way to be able to get an arcade machine in your house. Have yeah. the feeling of having an arcade machine. They are upgradable. Like you can buy better buttons for them. You can buy things for them to make them sturdier and better. Uh, but they're smaller, which is nice because if you see like the Simpsons machine, a real Simpsons arcade stand-up machine is gigantic. Yeah, like, it's huge. With having that four placing four player controller at once like that was a huge cabinet in the arcades like it took up some space like one and a half cabinets worth of space so like having a mini version of this in your house is probably smarter considering it's you know unless your house is an arcade (laughs) yeah yeah true the only thing that i have problem with um you know what's kind of crazy actually is it looks like this one comes with the rollerball in the middle if that's what i can see uh, which yeah, would yeah, make yeah, this yeah, one yeah. real hackable for Golden Tea. You could do a lot with this one. The fact that it has the rollerball on there, if you wanted to mod it out. We're not we're not saying that arcade one up, but if you want to send me one of these for review, please do. Yeah. Um they are nice. real small though. To put four people on this thing is tough. I know, right? But it's worth it. Even if you play with three at the most at any given time, it's still like worth it. It's a fun game. This was one of those games that I've beat inside the arcade. You know, it cost me like $2 or $3 or whatever to get all the way through it. But this game still holds up. It's fucking amazing. And we're going to hear they, about it here in a little bit. I mean, they've tapped the market for, for the at-home arcade cabinets, short of, you know, going out to one of the more customizable cabinet makers that are out there and spending yeah. that kind of money. This is a little bit more reasonable, a little bit more feasible, definitely saves your room if you want to have an arcade cabinet so and it looks really good they do really look really good I, i've got a buddy with the golden t1 um and the golden t1 plays great it's something we play every time we go over there watching fights or football or whatever and it's like dude i want to play some golden t yeah and it does exactly what it's supposed to it's just like no nah, i had fun with that like that's cool for the price of what you paid for it and how little space it takes up they're completely worth having one or two of them in your house especially if you'll get the use out of it yeah they they're fantastic. They're fantastic. I'm gonna have one. Ooh, buddy. Well, I guess we'll talk about it before we get into this. But I've been looking at, um, I've been looking at arcades, uh, and more notably, like stand up custom arcades mm-hmm. that are already preloaded with a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there doing them, but some of these games mm-hmm. are sick. They'll come with the rollerball. They'll come with everything. They'll be preloaded when you buy them. They do get a little pricey. Some of the ones I'm looking at are. For the four player ones, like thirty seven hundred to four grand, but they're preloaded. They're ready to go. Big LCD screen on them, mm-hmm. um, and to be able to have everything in in one feels yeah. really good. You know, yeah. So we've been looking at it, um, but that's going to lead us into what we're talking about for nostalgia this week. Uh, and if you guys have been with us for a little bit, Rick and I do a thing here on this show that we like to build shit. Uh, we like to put together shit that we want, you know, not like, oh, this one had this stuff, but not this stuff. No, 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 no. Today, we're building the Retronomicade. Yes. We are building our arcade today. Um, so Rick and I both have a list of things that we wanted in the arcade. Uh, and I'll give you a quick rundown of what we were looking at, what we were bringing in. Just to simplify this, um, we're bringing in a mixture of pinball stand-up arcade, driving games, ticket games, a little bit of everything uh, for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, two pinball machines, 
three pinball machines. Three pinball machines, I think. Three. Three. <laughs> um, two driving games, two miscellaneous machines, which we'll kind of explain those as we get to them because I have two random ones that just you don't think of, but you do think of when you think of an arcade. Uh, two shooters. We know what shooters are. Arcade games that have guns attached to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Two ticket games, because we might as well add tickets, because most of us, that's where we started learning how to play arcade games, was in fucking Chuck E. Cheese or some other bullshit-ass place. Um, and then we're doing five stand-up arcade games, like just straight up your joystick and button arcade machine. Um, I've, I've fucked this up, actually, a little bit, because I, what I wish I would have did, and it really narrowed me down, is I wish I'd have done a sports section. I wish I'd have had sports games separate Oh. From the stand-up. Um, and I'll, we'll, I'll explain that a little more. Um, do you have any particular order you want to do this in? I think we save the stand-up arcade stuff for the end. Um, I mean, I just listed it the way you sent me the list, and I just put it in exactly like that. So, um, But we could jump around. I've got this. I know where everything's at, so it's not like it'd be like, uh, or um. So it's not a big deal. However, where, wherever you want to start is cool by me. Um, so okay, to- I actually want to start in a weird spot because we're talking about this. This is our nostalgia section. Um, I want to ask you: Did you have an arcade, a favorite arcade, growing up? Yes. Did you have? Let I, let me hear it because I'm because we've heard about mine, and I'll I'll repeat it when I say it. But I I'm kind of curious on yours because I didn't grow up in Colorado. We had, I mean, all the malls kind of had their own arcades so anyone you could go to would have an arcade of sorts but my arcade that i would go to was called tilt and it was in south glen mall dope name yeah it, it and it's fantastic it had all i mean it's it had everything that you'd possibly want your ticket game i mean the whole list was there it covered all the things and did it have a ddr t- machine of course of I mean, course did. it did i it didn't was even a, think about DDR. it was a mall arcade it had to have had a ddr machine We'll talk about a DDR machine at the end because I have a couple I want to talk about that don't really fit the mode of the arcade that I was going for. DDR definitely fits the mold a little bit more than the couple that I have in mind, but we'll we'll come back to that one because I have some honorable mentions that I'm like, damn, I didn't give myself enough spaces to add all these awesome-ass games. There's too many to list. There's too many. There's too many Um, games. But anyways, Tilt, what's your go-to game? You walk into Tilt. You got a fucking pot full of cores jing jangling. What are you going to first? Um, X-Men. Okay. The four-player X-Men, a, X-Men arcade. Huge cabinet of like two screens, fucking six fucking, four, was it, I think it was six, right? It like, might have been, yeah, all, the, the X-Men it, one. Like, because you had Dazzler, you had Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Storm, Gambit. Colossus, and, and Cyclops. Like, you had all these fucking people. And uh, that was just the one because... I mean, yeah, that was the one. That was the one. Uh, for me, I've talked about it in the past, River Falls Mall. We have to go back to it. The entire upper floor was a fucking arcade. Uh, they had the big-ass VR one, like, back when it looked like the shit out of uh, uh, Battleship Troopers or whatever. Yeah. Um, Battlestar Troop. Shit. Battle, battleship. Battle. I know. I fucked it up, dude. Anyways, scratch. Skirt. Star uh, Trip. Starship Star- Troopers. Starship Thank Troopers. Jesus God damn it. <laughs> You were mixing Battlestar Galactica <laughs> yeah, and fucking Starship Troopers. Yeah. That that tripped yeah. me out. Yeah, dude. I I it, yeah. Ooh. I brain farted. Okay. Um, 
But I didn't really – a lot of those games were ticket games. And for me growing up, again, I was an athlete, so I went straight to the fucking basketball shooter thing in the back. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that one was the one that I was I was smashing on. Um, it wasn't until like later in my life did I really appreciate like straight up arcades. Um, but, man, that River Falls Mall – and I'll have to put that video. I have it saved on, on my YouTube playlist, but I'll have to put that River Falls Mall video onto the, the website. So you guys can check it out. Share it on, share yeah. it on uh, YouTube or on Facebook too. Um, yeah, man. So like, how about now? When's the what's the last arcade you went to? Oh shit! Um, I go to one quite a bit. I mean, one up, I guess, would be the last one that we went to the the adult beverage slash arcade place because I think that's the only thing left. So this this actually brings me to an interesting topic before we start building ours how do you feel about the barcade because on one hand it brought back something that for the most part was dying like the, yeah. the traditional arcade and the barcade kind of brought that back in in a way that we didn't expect um and it, it feels really good to go to a barcade so like how, are, are you appreciative of that is that something you wish didn't come around could you go back to the old way of playing arcades? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i all for it. Like, any way that you can be able to just pop in some quarters and just have a good time, whether you're drinking or not, like, it's there. And I think that's great. Um, I don't know. if Do they offer it during the day where kids could no. go and play? It is, no. It is a bar. Now, with that being said, I do think, because uh, we have three of them here in Colorado. We have one that's main downtown, Lodo. Uh, one that's just out on the outskirts of downtown, and then we also have one in Greenwood Village. Now, yeah. the one in Greenwood Village is the only one that serves food. So I don't know if they're, like, far enough removed from the downtown scene to allow, you know, they're, yeah. they're more of a restaurant. And I, I'll lead with that because I, you know, I frequent one up as often as I can because I love drinking and I also love arcade games. So <laughs> smash those together and we have pure bliss for Toby. Um, but where I'm from in Indiana, they have built one a couple years back called Rec Bar. Um, mm. and now Rec Bar takes that, that one up style and just shits all over one up. Their food is amazing. The bar scene is amazing. All the games that they have is crazy. It's a mixture of like big, like they had a Mario Kart, uh, sit down arcade racer, hit that one up. And then they have downstairs that's full of pinball. They got ping pong tables, um, they just took that idea of the barcade and just made it 10 times better. Yeah. Um, and plus like some of the nostalgia stuff, they have an old blockbuster sign when you walk downstairs, like one of the actual big signs, uh, <laughs> they have a Toys R Us sign, just the R uh, downstairs that's so that they're all lit up. It's, it's a beautiful place. So the barcade stuff, you know, to me is amazing. I, I love the barcades, especially getting older. It gives me something to do whether rather than just waste quarters in a machine, I can have a drink, walk around. Um, and the barcade kind of gave us a game that I had never seen before until the barcade, but let's go ahead and get into it. So we're building our, our retro nomicade. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of goes without saying, but we're putting this in a mall. Are we building our retro nomicade from the retro nama mall? Basically, I think it has to be in there, whether it's its own floor or if it's like the tilt that was just like right there sitting right across from the Burger King, wherever we need to put it, it's going to be in the mall for sure. Yeah, because we did leave a space for an arcade in our mall. So, assumably, 
The Retronomicade is in the Retronoma Mall. You can visit it all one fell swoop. Okay, grab your orange Julius, come downstairs. Now, with that being said, are we doing a barcade? Children during the day? I outdoor think entrance long, at night? Just as long as it can be accessible for the kids. Just because I remember from my childhood loving the fact of being able to, my mom going, hey, here's $5. You go to the arcade. I'll be there when I'm done getting what I need. Sweet. You know, like, I'd love that experience, and I wouldn't want to take that away from kids who would might be able to have that opportunity. Okay, so we'll do barcade. Drinks only served after 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're doing a closing time of 4. Open at noon. Yes. Yeah. Open at noon. From noon till 10, all ages. From yeah. 10 and up, 21. 10 to 4, 21. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Let's um, let's start with the driving games. I think we start with the driving games. Uh, I have a lot of fun with the driving games, and and yeah. Um, you want me to start? Yeah. Kick now, it off. I, now I have a couple honorable mentions just in case. Uh, me and you double up. Um, I, I, it's going to be interesting. I don't think we will, but no. Let's see what happens. My number one driving game, the game that I will always have inside of any arcade that I ever hypothetically own, Cruising USA. Yeah. Has yeah, to be. Yeah. I want the double pump on the pedal to do the turbos. You know, I want to be able to backflip off the fucking hills. You know, Cruising <laughs> USA, an amazing two-person sit-down. If you don't drive in manual, you're a pussy because it's really easy. And, yeah. So, so my number one – so. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much, but game was released in 1994, so it's been around for quite a while. Considering I started playing Cruising USA on the the N64 in '96, um, the arcade machine been around since '94. Built by Midway, still built by Midway. Um, it also has like a bunch of iterations. Like you can have Cruising Exotica, yeah. uh, you can have um. Cruising the world, Cruising USA. They have a lot of iterations yeah. of them. Um, but, yeah, Cruising USA is going to be the first one for me. And was that – that one had the actual sit-down in it, right? Yes. Like, it wasn't it wasn't stand-up drive game. No, no, no. This was – you sat yeah. down in a seat. It had the the move forward, move back. It had your <laughs> shifter on the, the counter. The yeah, that. yeah. So, Cruising USA, that's my first one. It's going in. Oh, that's a good call. Um, I don't – I wasn't a huge – I mean, much like today, I'm not a huge, like, car guy. So, like, driving games were kind of like, eh, I guess I could play it. Uh, Crazy Taxi is the first one that kind of pops out to me. Um, This one came out, uh, developed by Hitmaker, published by Sega, uh, released in 1999. Um, They had both versions, sit-down and an upright uh, machine, if you wanted to play either or. Um, It's that classic pick up your person, get them to your destination with the time, keep that time going, and you just keep going until you run out of time. It's uh, such best... a good way to play that game. And the best thing about the game is its soundtrack. It had... Yeah. Offspring. Uh, Offspring and... Uh, oh, I All the ska down. music you could imagine. <laughs> it's, it's that, like, 90s punk rock, bad religion, you know, that kind of stuff that's just, like, super of that time. They did the soundtrack, so that kind of helps with it. So Crazy Taxi, for sure. Crazy Taxi. That's a good choice. That's a that's a very good choice. Um, my second one is kind of an oddball one. 
And it's in very few arcades because it was a lot bigger in Japan than it was in the States. But when you can find one, they're awesome. And that is the Initial D machine. Mm. Uh, the Initial D machines were real cool because there was an option where you could bring a card. You could order a card for the Initial D machine. It would save your progress, your cars, uh, wow. the stuff. So it was almost an RPG thing, but it dealt with like real actual tuner cars. You could drive 240s and Skylines and Mitsubishis and stuff like that. Um, it was a little bit more realistic. They had drifting, and like I said, with the incorporation of being able to uh, save your progress and come back over and over again, the concept of it was just fucking awesome. Again, not enough machines, really. A lot of people, yeah. that one's going to be kind of underlying, but when you find one and get to drive one, like these machines had clutches. Like you could drive, you know, like you could drive, and they, they were just cool-ass machines, man. Um, there were nine different versions Holy of... Uh, of just the arcade machine. They also released some console games and stuff. But yeah, they had nine different versions released for that initial D arcade machine. Did, uh, did that one have like an actuator one where the car would move as well while you're driving? Nope. It still sat in okay. like a bucket seat. Okay. Um, maybe some of the later ones did. I probably haven't played like the last four or five of them. I've only played yeah. two of the machines in my entire life. Uh, they're a very right. rare machine for an arcade for sure. And it's like a dedicated arcade. You're not going to have that machine in a barcade. Like, that's probably a pricey machine, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, especially Speaking with how, like, legit it was. Japan is one of the, like, last refugees of, like, arcades. Like, if you want to play an arcade, like a legit arcade outside of a barcade here in the States, go to Japan. Those guys are known for their arcades there because they're still doing it. They're still producing games that specifically oh, yeah. go to arcades. So, one of these days, Toby and I are going to take a trip to Japan, and we're going to live it up and baby. visit. <laughs> um, for sure. Number two for myself is Star Wars Racers. This one came out back in 2000, uh, based off of the Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace pod racing scene that was in that movie. And what makes this one different, the game looks like you're walking up to this alien spacecraft, and the controls were just throttles. And you'd have to learn how to use those. You push it straight. You just turn left, turn right. It was all throttle-based. So it was no wheels. So it is driving, but it's not driving. Yeah. It was like a rail driver. Yeah, super, like, just... Published by Sega. That Man, this cabinet looks cool. Fucking badass cabinet. Yeah. And that's that's another... You're like, oh, that's eye-catching. So you'd have to sit down and play it you could link up with four other machines through the multiplayer racing which is awesome fun anytime you can do that with with like those multi-machine links it's like an old school land party but with sit down arcade machines oh that brings me to a question for the arcade are we doing tokens uh quarters or cards uh always tokens yes it's got to be tokens yeah i do i want my own fucking token with like our logo on them yeah. Like 100%. Logo on one side. Star Wars Racer, I will say, not one I thought would pop up. Um, I like it. I like it. Star Wars Racer. Yeah. Uh, so for driving I'm... games, our wall of driving games. Very interesting selection here because you went different than me. Like, I almost went more simulation. You went more arcade <laughs> Truly. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Cruising USA, of course. Crazy Taxi. Fucking great pick just a fucking great pick initial d because why not uh and star wars racer that's quite the quite the combo for the driving scene 
So that's when you walk in. I imagine all our all our driving games are up against like one far wall, you know, because those are yeah. big ass machines. Or we've yeah. got them wrapped around a pole or something. I don't know. So, something where you'd have to maybe take up two walls because one wall would be the I don't know, depending how many of those games you get. Did you have any honorable mentions for driver games that you're um, like? It would be cool if we had this floor space, but maybe not quite yet. Only, only one. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and that was Daytona 500. Oh, fucking that! Yeah. Just the best and only NASCAR game that's worth a damn. Um, I think it's Daytona USA. Actually, not, I, I think I always call it Daytona oh, 500. I think it's Daytona like USA. Uh, but again, you play that game in manual. It's hard as fuck to win because NASCAR is like just. People staying in the same spot for 500 laps. I don't. I still don't just understand yeah, yeah. NASCAR that much. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> uh, that's that's my only honorable mention for driving games. There's a bunch of decent ones, but yeah, those, those are ones that I spend my money on. What was yours? Uh, 18 wheeler American Pro Trucker. So good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the game is so good. You want to talk about a hard uh, racing driving game simulation? Epic. Like, <laughs> balance your load or else you tip. Like, yeah, that game was tough. Yeah, that's f- god damn. 18 wheeler, you brought in a semi truck racing game. <laughs> okay, it's, it's, so it's hard, but it's fun. There's our driving, there's our, our first Boom. our first section of our retronomicade. Um, I'm gonna let you choose our next section here. I think no um, matter what, we, we save our stand ups for the end. Yeah, um, yeah, because that's yeah, the one that we have the most on. Fuck, we got so much. Uh, I can't wait too much shit. No pinball. I want to wait till last two because that's that's pretty. So hefty. we'll do pin. Yeah, pinball and stand up for sure. Um, so we got tickets, shooters, let's miscellaneous do machine, games. Let's ticket, do games. ticket games. I've just... I've got an interesting one for this actually, but you choose. Okay. You go first. Yeah, we're gonna do ticket games. Uh, classic upon classics that everybody has played once in their life who have visited an arcade, whether it's Sharky Cheese. Sharky Cheese? Yeah, Sharky Cheese and your Sharky thing. Uh, ski ball has to be in there because if you don't have a ski ball, you know, four of them at least, you got to have a, a, quite a row because there's always people at those damn things and it sucks having to wait in line for them. Yeah, you definitely have to do four. And you, um, you have to make it to where people can't walk up the sides, you know? Like, yeah. I don't want people just, like, yeah. hucking them up underneath. With the basket above it and, like, the rails above it. Yeah. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. No cheating. And no if we cheating, catch you, fucks. we're kicking you out. And they'll be like, hey, can I exchange my tokens back? But like, you know what you did. So I had Skee-Ball as one of my honorable mentions. Oh, uh, nice. Because it's it's just classic, man. Like it's, it's oh, I've man. never been to a place that offers ski ball where I wasn't like I gotta throw a fuck at least one game of ski at ball, least you one. know? Yeah. yeah. And most of the time they're fucking broken or they're supposed to spit out six balls, but they give you four <laughs> or some bullshit, you know. Yeah. But people also treat them like shit. So no, ski ball is classic. It's got to be there, right? And like it has to be there. It's it's one of the first redemption games, which I do in the research in this. All the way back to 1908 is when it was invented slash patented. 1908. Wow. That's all over 100 years ago. Yeah, damn. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Playing a 100-plus-year-old game, 113 years old. We're still playing it. And it hasn't changed. It's just a super simple, like, I'm going to throw this. It's going to hit the the ramp. 
We have a digital counter end. instead of analog now. And that's about it. Like before yeah. they would just have like a person like scorecard it like, oh, well, that's 300 points. Um, let's see, two plus three is uh, 500. So you now. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, yes. 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 Yeah, Got to be skee-ball, right? Um, be well, I, I alluded to it a little earlier because one of my favorite ticket games of all time is the arcade basketball machines. Um, I have to put it in there. I'm one of those people that could sit there and like wake up the next day and I'm like, fuck, man, like my arm hurts. Like, what the hell? And it's just like, yeah, dude, you spent $9 shooting basketballs last night. (laughs) Flat basketballs, nonetheless, you know? Yeah. Or you get that one fucking machine that they're like, nah, pump up the basketballs to where they just fucking bounce all over this busy ass arcade. (laughs) Like, you assholes. Like, let's not do that, please. Um, yeah, I had to add this one on there because, again, it's one that I just go to almost immediately every fucking time. So, for Especially me, I love it. Play, playing a two-player, like you and your buddy, you're like, oh, I can beat you. All right, let's do it. And I want the one, like, I want the one that can either move, like, left, yes. right, or back and forth, or yeah. I can keep it the same. You know, I want yeah. both options. Because some Standard, days I just want to be crazy. like, I scored 236 points in, six, <laughs> you know, 60 seconds. Yeah, but then yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm like, nah, bitch, like, you want to get serious? Like, we're going to put this on extreme mode. Yeah, this motherfucker's going to shake, rattle, and roll. Where's we're gonna, <laughs> where am I going to go? Where's it going to be? Yeah, yeah, that was that was my number two. Um, it's such a classic, like, Tiff and I's first, like, date, we went to Dave and & Buster's. And that's, like, the game that we spent the most time on. Her and I just, like, shoosh, shoosh, shoosh. And Dave and & Buster's has, like, Connect 4 one, which is kind of dope. Yeah. Did you play that one yet? No. It's Connect that's, Four, but it's a basketball shooter. That's wild. It's pretty sick. Like it's pretty goddamn sick. It's like full size goals, like full size basketballs. Um, we wouldn't we wouldn't have to have to do a date date night to uh, Dave go check Buster. that out. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, I got a GoPro. What chesty strap that bitch right up. Um, <laughs> so I kind of pulled one out of left field on this because. It just is the one that it was one of the first things that I thought about when I thought about ticket games. And it's at every dying arcade you could ever find that still does <laughs> tickets. Uh, and it's called Smokin' Token. And this one is built like a ski jump where you drop your token in and it goes oh. down a skinny ramp. And there's a pinwheel uh, that mm-hmm. gives you certain prizes, the jackpot being the size of your token pretty much. Um, and as it spins, you have to time that token to go down that ramp and shoot into the slot. Uh, one of my like, I could sit there for fucking hours and just drop and time those tokens down that ramp, dude. And it's just like whether I want the jackpot yeah. or not, like I could. You can waste so much money so fast in that game so that it's yeah. like, oh, I just blew through ten dollars and I've got nineteen tickets to show for it. <laughs> like I, I can't even get a ring pop with the <laughs> amount of tickets that I want on this thing. You get a tootsie roll, you asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and it's not even a good tootsie roll. It's no. the fucking month and a half lime flavored ones. It's like, get that shit out of my face. <laughs> it's been there for already like two years because nobody. Oh yeah, it. it breaks your tooth immediately. You might as well have bought warheads. <laughs> um, but yeah, smoking token. That that one's one. Uh, so ski ball, basketball, smoking token. Those are the ones. Smoking Token is just a money grab for the arcade. That's where we're really going to make our yeah, big bucks. Yeah, yeah, You need those kind of games where it's like, or, or I mean, similar to that one, there's like the Plinko one where you set the coin in, it bounces around, it hits the thing, and then it pushes coins. Oh, Coin Pusher, dude. Those are great yeah. games, but, you know, again, money. Machine. People just dump money 
in those because there's no real skill to it. Well, What's... there's a little bit for the ski jump one, but yeah, there there's a little bit of of skill in the ski jump. But yeah, coin pusher is uh, I mean, it's technically gambling. I think so. Probably. I know they're in truck stops <laughs> and shit, so <laughs> I imagine that's a game. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had. Two honorable mentions that could be added, whichever one you th- kind of dig. One's called Down the Clown, where basically it's three rows with uh-huh. three clowns on each. Yes. And you grab like a baseball or whatever kind of ball they have, and you just, you have to just knock them down. And as once you clear the rows, they pop back up, and you just, whatever the time limit is. This is the stupid one where the clown's actually about two inches, but all the <laughs> fur on the side yeah. of it is like six inches. <laughs> it just keeps yeah. going between them. Yeah. Fucking you cl- think, you're, you're gonna yeah. die, clown. <laughs> you think you can graze it, but really it's like, no, you can't. You have to hit that fucker dead on. That's a good ass game, dude. That's yeah, that's a fun ass game. I like those yeah. games too, because there's one of Dave and Buster's as well that's like a football that gives you mm. like the holes that you have to throw the football into, and you're pretty much like that shit's just fun. It's just it's challenging, it's winnable. But it's built for failure, you know? Like I don't know. That Those are fun-ass games. That's a good it's, honorable mention. I like that. It's like, um, uh, you know, we always talk about nostalgia, but, like, those kind of, like, games where you're, like, being physical like that, like, remind me of my childhood and doing various sports or just playing out back or whatever. It just, playing those, I'm just like, I'm a kid again. And then the next day, my arm feels like it's, yes. you know, two miles away. <laughs> yes. Um, the other one I had was Whack-A-Mole because... This holds a special place because we'd always cheat the fuck out of this. We're like me and a buddy or Drew or whomever's with me is like, okay, you get this half. I get this half. Now go. Yeah. And you're just smacking them with hands. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, fuck the mallet. Fucking cheaters. Yeah. We're cheaters. (laughs) Um, God, fucking (laughs) cheaters, man. We're not allowing cheaters. Uh, So I would like to do the miscellaneous games. Um. When I say miscellaneous games, there's a lot that comes to mind. Uh, the two on my list, for sure. But these are, like, not your normal arcade-style games. These are more, like, barcade-style games. Um, your large Pac-Mans. Your, your random shit like that, okay? Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and start with, with mine, and it being Pac-Man-based. And that's the Pac-Man <laughs> battle. Um, if you have not seen this game... It's insane. It is one of the most fun fucking games you can play at the arcade. It's four people. Each one of you control a Pac-Man. And you're pretty much trying to eat the other Pac-Man and score more points. Uh, And it's pretty much last one alive on the Pac-Man map. And it it just, for something so simple and and Pac-Man based, it is so much goddamn fun. Like, it is infuriating as well as challenging. And whether you know how to play video games or arcade games or not, like this game kind of fits with everyone because the concept is exactly the same. There's very few things you have to do in the game, and yeah. yet you get to fuck over your friends somehow, some way. And that's amazing. It's, it's a perfect combination. And it is probably one of my favorite arcade games to play anytime I go. It's, yeah, that game is always packed too. You always have to like be like, I got oh, next. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You've got to wait for it. Hey, uh, uh, so the name of our arcade is the Retro Nom Arcade, right? Yes. Retro Nom Arcade. Um, if we didn't already have that name, I would have I've Got Next as the name. I've Got Next? Ooh. Yeah, for for the arcade title. Um, but kind of piggybacking off of that, I actually had a Pac-Man game that I, I was 
I was uh, that I wanted to put in the miscellaneous, but it's the Pac-Man cocktail or head-to-head table. Okay, yeah. These are the these are like the two the people sit ones. at sit at one, kind of a smaller one, but it just didn't fit anywhere else because it's kind of an awkward thing. So I guess that one could be sitting as like a hey, if you're up next, you can play the little guy, and then you can go play the big guy. <laughs> yeah, the cocktail table. That's a good ad, though. I'd even think about a cocktail table. They still kind of like remind me of arcade machines, but they're not. They're weird because I've eaten pizza yeah. on top of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's such an oh, odd thing. Sit um, down, Pizza Hut. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So double Pac-Mans. And that, that table, you can actually get a lot of stuff in. You can get Galaga in that table, Pongs in those tables. Those cocktail tables come in yeah. hundreds of things. Maybe not yeah. hundreds. Um, away from all of the old school games. My second miscellaneous game is the Guitar Hero game. Um, and I did not realize that they made this until I saw it at 1UP. And it is a fucking stand-up. Instead of the guns and the holsters, there's guitars. And it's a Guitar yeah. Hero arcade two-player stand-up machine. Um, you don't sit down. You still get the fucking strap. You put that motherfucker on there with your whammy bar. Uh, it's a great 50 cents because not only do you get to play Guitar Hero in an arcade, but the soundtrack is banging in any Guitar Hero mm-hmm. game, so you get to play your own song. Don't fuck it up, because there's people around you. It ain't like playing Guitar Hero in your house. It's like, <laughs> like you want to put it on hard because like you don't want to look like a bitch in front of all these random people, but in reality, all you can play is medium. Me. You know? So I'm just like, medium. Oh, damn. I accidentally clicked medium. I meant to click expert. I guess I'll just play it like this. I guess I'll... <laughs> Yeah, you're wanting to do Dragon Force through fire and flames, but like yeah, in reality, dude. you're choosing Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple, and you're just like, yeah, it's more my speed. Who am I kidding? Bam, 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 bam. Exactly, yeah. You're, you're just taking the easy way out for sure. I, I, these, these machines look badass, by the way. Um, like The for Guitar what it, Hero? Yeah, for what it yeah. is, um, they look cool as hell. Everybody it's super watching the stream here. Yeah, it's super like, hey, come hither. You know you want to play. You know, it's super like beckoning because they have some song. You're like, oh, I know that song. I got to see what this is about. Yeah, and the guitars are just hanging there. And they're just like, it is your chance to be the rock star you've always wanted to be. Standing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Guitar Hero, that's my second one for sure. Uh, for myself, um, the Jurassic Park game, it's a rail shooter arcade game. What's interesting about this one is that it's like, it's, it's a shooter because you're using light guns, shooting the dinosaurs and such, but it's also like a ride of sorts because the seat moves because basically you're in a Jeep getting pushed to a, pushed around and you're shooting while getting pushed around in your Jeep, and the look of it looks like the back of the uh, Ford Explorer or whatever. Yeah, dude. This looks and it's, cool. It's a super big cabinet. It's got dinosaurs on it, and you get... Yeah. Oh, my God. That one, I, I pumped so many quarters in. Uh, probably 5600 if I had to put a price tag on it. That that it, Are you looking at the price? Because that no. seems pretty spot on for a random guess. Let's see if I can find one here real fast. Um, it's an older but machine. They, they it's come basically out with a newer one. yeah, it's Jurassic Park, and they did come out with one where you're using a 
you know, the stick, uh, the joystick kind of stuff, but that's not nearly as fun as using a, a light gun to shoot. Um, but yeah, basically parks getting shut down. You're trying to escape. So you're having to shoot the dinosaurs to keep them at bay and stuff. You get to see all these cool dinosaurs and, you know, at the time, you know, Jurassic Park was huge and yeah, pretty damn good. Yeah. I, I've, yeah. So it released by Sega in 94. Oh, dude, this thing looks so dope. That's yeah. this is a good call. I I'm mad that you chose such a cool fucking game here. <laughs> hey, we're filling an arcade with only cool shit. <laughs> Jurassic Park from 1994, the rail shooter on the fucking yeah. This cabinet looks so sick. It's it just screams so... 90s, dude. Yeah, like yeah. it just screams 90s arcade. Holy Jesus. <laughs> um. So Pac-Man Battle, Guitar Hero, Pac-Man Cocktail Table. I don't know why I said it like that. I just emphasize cock. Um, and Jurassic Park, the 1994 rail shooter arcade. Uh, damn, the miscellaneous is fun. That one's... What's your, what's your honorable mentions on that? Um, I, I don't have one it. here. Really? I've yeah. got one. And it's kind of an oddball one. It's in most places, but air hockey. You know what? You're right. So I... There's a reason air hockey is never going to be on any list of mine, and I have broken fingers because of air hockey. So it's such a dangerous game, dude. I just can't. I can't put children through. I, I got. My, I don't think you're playing it right. I got my finger broken by a baseball coach in a Walmart arcade in the early 2000s, where we were going to baseball tournaments, and I decided to play one of my coaches in air hockey, and shit mm. gets real. And I ended up yeah. with a broken finger, and. I hold my arcade or my air hockey puck very closely now because it it's a fucking projectile. It's a hardcore fucking projectile. It's a flying disc of good luck. It's, it's so scary. much fun though. God it's so, it. it's so fucking scary. It does get heated quick too. That's one of those ones that's like, okay, this Bam! this is Bam! This is this is getting too crazy. Like, especially if you're playing an adult, they're like, you're way too into this. You know, I'm yeah. like ten, right? And you can always hear it from across the arcade too, because it's like, ting 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 ting, ting 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 ting, ting 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 ting. Whiz off and hit some poor guy just walking by. Yeah, it just breaks fingers, dude. Like, it just it just breaks fingers. Uh. That's a good one, though. I like that. That's a good one. I like uh, honorable shoot. mention. Uh, shooters up next? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we only have a couple left, right? It's just shooters. Shooters, uprights, and pinball. Pinball. Uh, yeah. What, so what's your shooter? Shooters, pinballs, and then stand-up upright things. Sounds um, great. Number one for me, uh, Carnival. Uh, rail shooter. I mean, you're just going through creepy ass fucking this carnival on my honorable mention. Just trying to survive the night. <laughs> there are so many good shooters, uh, especially in that like midway era. Yeah, just they put out bangers. Um, There's so many good. ones. This again, it was part of my honorable mention setup because Carnival. It's hard for me not to add that list, but There's I had to go shotgun, dude. I had to go with my first love, man. I I had to go with the first love. And that's House of the Dead. Um, House, House of the Dead, again, rail shooter with pistols, shoot off screen to reload, just the most banging of banging shooters, and you're going through mansions and other shit. There are some wild-ass fuck-you parts of that game, and they <laughs> build it so you cannot win without paying more quarters. Uh, but 
House of the Dead is is one of my all time favorite arcade machines. It um, is so good. I had House of the Dead as House of the Dead two as an honorable mention. Yep. Um, number two for me. Oh my gosh, there's so many to choose from. Where do I choose? I gotta go. Ah, time Crisis two because two. this. Yeah, two. Really. <laughs> It's the superior of the two. Well, because it um it um did the 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 multiplayer stuff, the joint stuff. Um, you know, it's got the foot pad to it, so that way you can you push onto it to come out behind hiding, so you could shoot, shoot, shoot. You let go of it, you duck behind to reload, as well as just generally not getting shot. So it adds an element of gameplay that isn't with a lot of other shooters. So that one I had to choose for sure because it's, I mean, it's fun. Interesting. Because my number two is Time Crisis 3. Uh, same concept, newer story, <laughs> better clicky clacky of the guns. Yeah, they're again always broken. They're always broken. Yeah. But God damn it, they felt so good when they worked. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. cow, cow, cow. You had a little bit of recoil, the metal plate. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, Time Crisis, it has to be there. So for shits and giggles, we're just going to honorable mention all the Time Crises are going to be in this fucking Time Crisis. <laughs> we're going to have a Time yes. Crisis wall because yeah. <laughs> they are the best. Now, I had one more honorable mention, um, and I'm sure it's probably on your honorable mentions too. I had a couple. <laughs> because, well, I, did, I kept myself from doing, because I could have put what you may have on there too. Fucking, there, there's two, okay, fuck. We're going to have Here to talk go. about them. So my, my next honorable mention, Area 51. Um, oh yeah, same That's style as the Carnival yeah. House of the Dead. Uh, Area Fifty One's great. You start on the outside of like a fucking Area Fifty One, and you go around shooting all that goddamn aliens behind fucking blow up barrels and stuff. Um, Area Fifty One again. Still, I'm pretty sure it's a Midway game as well. Came out about the same time as Carnival did. Same style rail shooter. They're just flipping you around. You're shooting shit. Yeah, great game. Uh, Revolution X. Thank you. Thank you. This was like, so I, this had to be on there and I was going to say it, but I was like, maybe it's on his. Cause you seem like the type of person that would put it on there. American That's revolution what, X. I mean, you got Aerosmith, you got to rescue the bandmates. You got to, you're shooting fucking CDs. Yeah. Like you're shooting CDs. This was advanced yeah. when this game <laughs> came out. They were like, these they're, they're wasting compact discs. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> This game is a great arcade game. I bought it for the Super Nintendo not too long ago because of my love for it in the arcade. Uh, not as good on the, the no, console. No. Um, you, you really need do need full, that machine full, gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that little Uzi that they give you. Oh, man, that's such a good game. Soundtrack yes. to that game is great, too. Um, that was going to be one of the, the ones that I just added in my brain. Uh, that and T2. I'm going to talk T2. about machine guns. <laughs> um that Judgment one had the to, nice yeah. recoil too. Dude, like that a one. Big ass oh, they put on. marbles in that motherfucker. Like you heard it. <laughs> you didn't yeah. know if it was broken, if it was supposed to sound like that, but you you realized real fast why this machine was broken so much because the gun was getting you ready to go to war. Like yeah. I mean, that that motherfucker kicked. It's a heavy ass gun because oh, that's still such a good game too, man. Kicking at you. And... Damn, that's yeah. such a good game too. Um. Interesting, interesting. I did not expect you to go with Time Crisis. Yeah, so what do we got? We got Carnival. We got uh, Time Crisis. Two and three. Two and three. <laughs> um, 
And then I threw in House of the Dead. House of the Dead. That's right. It's hard Good for guess. us to not. Solid shit. Look, man. at this point, we have as much money as we want. We're adding. We're adding T two. We're adding Revolution X. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. adding Area Fifty One. Like the shooter wall is going to be fantastic. I just thought of one, the Police Academy fucking one. Yeah, where you dude. <laughs> that one's good too. Fuck. Oh gosh. Hey, this this is the problem with like doing this is that there's so much. Oh, I've made a point not to bring up anything other than what I have written down. Uh, because I do not want to look at a list while I'm giving you my list <laughs> because it'll just fuck everything up and we'll be in a real, real bad spot. Um, yeah, I did do that initial, like, okay, off the bat, what are ones that stick out without me having to do any kind of research? Ba, 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 ba. It was pretty quick and easy to do that. The research of actually like, when did this come out? What's the whole deal about it? That was the hard part. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of them. Some of them, yeah, I just end up watching videos and stuff, and I'm like, fuck, I want to go to the arcade. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to play this game yesterday. Um, cool. So that brings us to the big bats. We're going to do pinball first, or do you want to Pin- do stand-ups first? Let's do pinball, because, God, pinball has a special place in my heart. My dad used to uh, take us out after uh, mom would go to sleep sometimes, and whether goat, we'd either be taken to the theater for a movie, like a late-night movie, or he'd take us to like a local King Supers that he worked at. And the, in the break room, they would have an art, um, a pinball machine. And in particular, and my number one, and I'm just going to get into it, was this game called Whitewater. Pretty okay. obscure. If you don't know it, you don't know it. And it is what it is. Um, developed by Williams. You know, those guys are huge in the pinballs. Um, released in 93. Uh, this is a non-licensed pinball game. And the whole thing is that you're just going down a river on a raft and you're just basically working your way down it. That was the whole kind of thing about it. And there's hazards you'd avoid. And, you know, you've got your ramps and everything else and goals and stuff you'd try to do. But that would go on there just for nostalgia because I played it a lot. And, yeah, I can't hear you. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I was saying this this table looks amazing. Like the red it's, and the blue on it. It's uh, It's great. It, it's it eye-catching. Looks, and yeah. and it, does, it says, white water and, like, hazard. <laughs> and, like, you know, the way that pinball machine sometimes scream things at you. Like, oh, my gosh, so good. Um, What's funny is I have no Williams machines. Really? I just realized that, yeah. Um, not one Williams machine. And I actually went with quite a few new machines, Mm. Um, which I was really surprised about. And I have a couple honorable mentions that fall into an older category, but I'm just going to start with my newest one, and it's my newest favorite. I've started to fall in love with pinball as I've gotten older, whereas mm. when I was growing up, I just did not I did not understand pinball. Like, I'd listened to the Who song. I'd watched the movie. <laughs> like, I just I did not understand. There was just no beating pinball, but there is. And as I've gotten older, I've fallen kind of in love with pinball, um, and one of the ones that I found that's real close to my heart because I love the subject and it's just a fun play is the Stranger Things machine. Um, this one is very new. Uh, Built by Stern, released in 2019. And it it just incorporates so much good stuff from like that Stranger Things universe. It's super bright. It's all pinks oh, wow. and purples. Um and it's cool because it has the wall with all the lights on it. And throughout the game, you can spell certain things. Uh, and you actually get to battle the Demigorgon, which is cool. He, like, pops out of this thing, 
you know, behind through the wall pretty much. And you just got to bean this motherfucker with the balls. Um, but again, it's a newer machine. I think it's, I, it's absolutely gorgeous machine. It's- yeah, those colors on Dude. it are like it's so much more vibrant than I would expect for like Stranger Things. Like Stranger Things is typically kind of a darker kind of thing, but it has that '80s pop, yeah, retro wave feel to it. That, yeah, that's they, a gorgeous machine. They did a yeah. very good job. Um, and again, the way that they just built the mechanics of the game, it, it just it played so well. The sound on it is so good. The LED screens that they use, fantastic, especially on the newer pinball machines. Um, It's good to know that they're still putting out just absolute banger quality pinball machines. Surprisingly, not that expensive either. I figured a machine, especially licensed like this, would be, you know, in the tens of thousands. Um, And you can buy these shoes or these machines brand new from Stern for like seven, eight grand, which, again, is quite a bit of money. But that's a pretty good price for such a quality machine straight from the manufacturer. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, you, that's that's almost as new as you can get. Like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2019 was definitely up there. Well, I'm going to take us all the way back to 1993 with the Twilight Zone uh, pinball machine. This is what they call a wide-body pinball machine, where essentially it's just slightly wider, as wide as the deck or whatever, um, which was something that I didn't quite understand it, so I had to look it up, but... Uh, it was kind of a selling point to it at the time, I guess. Uh, they call it a super pin line, um, which is just wide body, whatever. Um, created by uh, Midway under the Bali or Bally label. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, there's so much about this. Like it has weird mechanisms where like the balls could get held by strong magnets, and the multi ball was out of this world, let alone having the Rod Sterling voice going through the whole thing. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, so this like this one's on my honorable mention. Oh, okay, cool. Um, You're 100% right. For for giving the machine, and they used a lot of weird things to kind of give it that psychedelic-y other world, like with the magnets and everything, how they did that was super, super interesting. Plus, they've got like all the conspiracy shit, you know, like it's just this... It's a good machine to look at, um, and like the gumball machine. I don't remember that, yeah. but yeah, like and just it works some of the too, callbacks. It, it would release, you know, that would help release balls into the game for multi-ball and stuff. And the weird clock that was always spinning and doing shit that drew your eye. Like there was so much going on with this game that it was like, like if you were just watching somebody play this, it's interesting enough, you know? Yeah. God, it's so fucking good. This is a beautiful machine. They, those old 93, like the early 90s ones, they were like advanced for their time. Like you could really see them getting away from that old school pinball style and getting to like a really starting to play with the play field. Um, and like this is just when colors started popping really good, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and I have one of my honorable mentions that pops really, really bright. And it's a machine that I couldn't bear to put on there. Um that's an interesting one. Like I said, Twilight Zone was up there for me because any of those like supernatural horror-ish machines are just amazing. <laughs> bunch um, of horror machines. Bunch of horror machines taking my quarters and not giving me anything back. Um, I don't. I'd, I'd play a pinball machine over almost any arcade machine because there's a certain amount of skill and there's a tactileness that comes with pinball machines that you don't quite achieve with especially regular stand-up uh, upright 
um, arcade cabinets. It does have a very mechanical satisfaction. Like yeah. when you fill the paddles and like okay. it just and it has a cadence and sounds. Yeah. Um, oh, the lights and the sounds. I cannot whole... say that I would always play a pinball machine, but there are times there's never a time where I'm like, I want to go to the arcade so I can play one machine. But there are times where I'm like, no, today I'm going to go play pinball. Like, yeah. it's, it's what I'm going to use my money on. I'm going to play this one machine for fucking bring me a stool time because that's my plan today is to, to pop a machine. Something that, that, you know, and maybe we'll talk about nah, we'll talk about it a little later at the end of all this. But, I again, we, we talk about I've kind of started to fall in love with pinball and can play it virtually. Um, and there's a couple cool things that have kind of came out of that. Mm. And we'll save that to the end. But I'll bring up my next one. Um, I alluded to it a little earlier. I have to go with the Lord of the Rings machine. Uh, it's a, not as new. This one's a, another Stern built or released in 2003. Uh, so this would have been after the Two Towers came out or right as Return of the King came out. Because um, I think Fellowship came out in 2001. Yeah. So it would have been like right as Return of the King. Um, there's two really cool concepts with this is there is a mechanic where you have to shoot the ball into a ring that is on the very back oh. wall of the machine, um, which I just find super cool. And uh, it also, as you play through what I would consider a pinball campaign, you go through each movie separately. You start with Fellowship. And as you complete certain little things on the board or get to certain point totals, you'll move on to the next book. You know, you'll go to the two towers That's and cool. then you end at Return That's of the really King. Cool. Um, they took a lot of really cool liberties with this and the way that they use, you know, the eye, the ring. Um, it just, it, it was so good to me. And again, it's another one of those games that I, you know, between this and Stranger Things and then my last one for sure, yeah, these games really made me learn how to play and win pinball like Mm. it felt good to play the play field really rolled well together where it was like you felt like you were getting down a rhythm um and it it was just you know the concept and the artwork and everything that's on these games you know i just find absolutely amazing but uh yeah two two sterns i didn't that one didn't even pop up in mind just because i've got such holds with the ones that i chose that yeah that one Oh, it, it's it's such good a good call. game. You have the Balrog in here too, like the table itself. Like I said, it, it's one of those games where it's like when I was finished playing it, I was never like finished playing it. I was like, no, no, no. Like, how much? Like, can I cash app this pinball machine some money <laughs> because I need to play more? Heck yeah! Um, my third one would have to be the Adams Family because. I don't it's even have to look Adam. this one up because it's already up because it's number three for me as well. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it, this one has to be included, right? It has to be. Yeah. This... I mean, everything about it from Fester at the bottom with his light bulb in his mouth to thing popping out and grabbing balls and oh, the staircase and everything about this game is so good. I mean, what else is there? It's Adam's family. Yeah. Like, this one's a, a, a Bally from 1992. Um, oh yeah, I guess I can tell some info about it. Yeah, it's a valley from '92, <laughs> and like you said, this this machine, in my opinion, is one of the classics. Like it, you can ask just about any pinball player in the world, and they will not only know how to beat this game, but they will tell you that they love this game because this, in my opinion, is one of the the games that gave life back to those licenses where people weren't doing 
you know, original bullshit pinballs anymore. Like you could take a license and make it really, really good. Um, the Adams family to me did that, you know, it, it took a license that, yeah. I mean, really you're going to make a pinball machine out of this. And they just made it amazing. Everything about it, the voiceover, the lights, the plays. It's so goddamn good. I'm glad that you had it on there. Uh, but that works out because I have an honorable mention that I haven't talked about yet. I've got one more game too. Perfect. <laughs> if we did kind of. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Best selling uh, just has to be said about this game, uh, this pinball machine. It is the best selling um, pinball machine. Oh, really? Of all time. Oh, I didn't even have to say anything yeah. else. What yeah. all I just said. We could have just led with that and just left yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for um, it. Dude, I didn't notice, but you can. I don't know if you guys can see this on stream. I think you can. Um, oh, yeah, you can. The coin slots have Gomez and Morticia Adams on the coin slots. This is absolutely amazing. This game just deserves all of the fucking recognition. It's so smart. That, that's another feature of, like, pinball machines when they do these little, small little touches that, like, um, there's a Jurassic Park pinball machine... I don't know which which movie it was for, but they basically took the mosquito in the sap and they used that as the plunger handle. Oh, awesome! Or like you, I'm sure you've seen the it where they use like the gun, the button trigger and stuff. Like, see, and I like the one they've I've seen the ones that it's like you grab a pistol grip and pull the yeah. trigger. Like that shit's cool. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, well, cool. Since we have the same third ones, which I'm glad, man. That me and you, I swear, we're becoming. We got one. it. I know it's. We got. Oh it's, boy. <laughs> It's happening. Look, we've, we've been... Yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, my next honorable mention, which I guess we will take over as my third one, uh, it's one that was real tough for me not to add into my main list, but that is WWF Royal Rumble from 1994. This is a Data East game, surprisingly. Still with the WWF. Um, it's got Hulk Hogan on the front. It's got The Undertaker on the front. Macho Man oh. on the front. Um Look at that. And I tell you the the there's just something about the way that this game looks and how bright it is. And then on top of all of that, you get the the one liners. The brothers. You know, the, the snap into a slim. Do the mountain top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a gorgeous game. It plays really well. It does not play nearly as well as Adam or uh yeah, Adam's family. Um but it, for any 90s wrestling fan, this is a must-play. It, it just it is what it is. It's a must-play. Uh, and it's a Royal Doink. Rumble. It's got Doink the Clown on it. Like, what else do you need? This is, oh, my God, it does. You're 100% right. All hidden up here on the top. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's fantastic, dude. That's that's such a – that's a hardcore pull, pull of just, like, I would have, like – Never have pulled this out. Like we would have had to gone down a list of a list to be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is one that I imagine is like, like the random one that would end up in my house." Like I want the Stranger Things, the Lord of the Rings machine, but this is what I'd end up with. Not the Adams Family, not the fucking Batman machine. It'd be the goddamn WWF wow. Royal Rumble. I, I like looking, like doing the research for these things because you see sometimes some of the ads for the. For the like, oh, get this pinball machine, and like part of the ad that they have here is they've got a few wrestlers standing around the pinball machine, like, oh my god, this is great, and one <laughs> That's of them's us, doink, so of course it's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> yeah, dude, pinball? they have Doink wow. on the front of the uh, on the front oh, of the machine. Pink. Oh my god, that's a lot. 
You're going to scare the children off. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so beautiful. It's such a good, good-looking machine. Yeah, no doubt. I agree. Um, honorable mention, uh, one that has to be told because it was kind of one that was, for me at least, I had never seen anything like it because it did this kind of wild thing, but it's called Revenge from Mars. Um, pretty standard, like, fight the alien kind of stuff, super kind of whimsical, comical kind of Mars attacks kind of stuff. Um, came out in 1999 under the Bali Bally label. Bally. Um, Bally. Thank you for setting me straight. But, like, it did this thing where it made it look like it was projecting a 3D screen onto the table itself. So as you kind of went oh. to do different missions... You'd aim for these light things that weren't actually there, but because of the way they did the hologram, Dude, whatever you want to call it. cool. It's fucking The artwork next... on this machine is next wow. fucking level. This is cool. Like, even in the pictures, it's sweet. You can tell it's like a reflection, but it's upside down. It says Revenge from Mars in 3D. Yeah. Oh, dude, this this thing looks great. The Mars Attacks machine, while we're on Mars stuff, is a dope machine as well. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. the pinball machines were hard to like tack down three because the more that I looked at pinball machines, I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, I played that with that one's dope too. It's like yeah. creature from black lagoon. Like that's a good ass machine. Um, no doubt. Damn like, the way it, this was a good, ah, damn it, Rick, you got me on this one because this was cool because of the incorporation of like the hologram screen. Yeah. Like this yeah. is something you don't see very often. It worked really well. Um, the, the more that I'm just looking at the picture of this, this machine is beautiful. Yeah. The alien right above the flippers could be a fucking tattoo. Like, just <laughs> absolutely badass. Um, it was oh, just Oh, man, this is a pretty machine. Just the way that they did it was such a unique thing with the... I, I don't know. Uh, if anybody gets a chance, check out a video of somebody actually playing it. Maybe that would... Because sometimes these pictures that they show online don't quite do the justice of what it was like to play that thing... Oh, it's cool. You can see, uh, for anybody watching the stream, there's a Carnival machine in the background of this picture. Um, but you can see there's like a CRT that's almost parallel yeah. to the ground, pointing down. Angled down, and that's what you're basically seeing. Yeah. The, the thing of, which just... Damn. It adds an element to... I'm sure this pinball machine would be fine by itself, but because it had that extra element, the fact it's aliens and feels like technology, you're like, this is the evolution of pinball right here. But it never quite capitalized, because I'm sure... It, I'm sure it's costly to do something that spectacular. Goddamn beautiful machine. Um, I only have one left on my honorable mentions. We don't have to talk about it too long, but it was hard not to do a hometown favorite, and that is the South Park machine. Um, it's a fun machine. Again, you don't play it because it's necessarily fun to play. You play it for the Cartman quips and the Kyle shits and um, all the jokes and super colorful the giant kenny the toilet the literal toilet <laughs> the the literal toilet yes uh very again it's not a super complicated machine or anything like that um it's just pretty and it's south park it's it's fun I... to to listen to <laughs> it's fun to play and i had to throw it on there like i said i i couldn't put it on my main list um damn where's my the website i wanted anyways uh but We've talked about South Park for two weeks in a row now, so might as well throw it on the pinball machine as well because the pinball machine is worth it and it is fun. Do you suppose there's ever been like a... Because a lot of pinball machines go off of like popular franchises. Do you think there's ever... 
Like they seem like they covered the wide gamut of everything has gotten a pinball machine at some point. Do you think wild like um, reality shows like uh, the Jersey Shore that have gotten pinball machines? I don't think the Jersey Shore has gotten much other than <laughs> what they've gotten. Um, I don't know. Are there are there pinball machines for almost everything? I know there's a Nightmare on Elm Street pinball machine. Is there a Friday the 13th pinball machine? I, I mean, I think it's almost easier to list what hasn't been a pinball machine. It's kind of my point is that it seems like everything that's ever been popular in any kind of modicum of success has had a pinball machine. Um, No, not really. So, yeah, Friday the 13th has not really gotten a machine. They've got a lot kidding? of... Wait, is this a real machine? Maybe it has. No, that looks too... Yeah, some of them look fake. Would hope so. Yeah, like, there's there's a oh Pinside Freddy versus Jason. Nope, none of these are real. Yeah, no Friday the Thirteenth. Holy crap! I looked I looked it up question. earlier too, and I was like, this has got to be a lie. I was like, I'll mess with it later. And God knows, boom, right there. No Friday the Thirteenth pinball machine. But they what got a, a they've got a Freddy Krueger. Um, sweet. That's pinball. We've got one left. The final Ooh. countdown. Uh. And that is our stand-up arcade machines. Again, I'm going to lead with the fact that I wish I had a dead sports, but considering what time I'm looking at for this show, this is going to be a long one. So I'm glad I did not add an extra. Um, stand-up arcade machines. I will have one of these this, in my home. This is so broad. Like, this particular section was so, like, well, you know, because you've got, like, fighters, and then you've got, like, dungeon crawlers, and then you've got... You know, it's such a broad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's you can wild. add a lot. You can add a lot here. And I'm not happy with the five that I chose, even though I'm happy with the five that I chose. Yeah, right. But five is not enough. Um, and I'll go ahead and start off here because we've talked about it a little bit already, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, and that is the Simpsons arcade machine. It, it's it, one of my favorite beat-em-ups, um, especially I... in a stand-up for players. Uh, it's just all around great machine. the The story of it's great. The characters you can play are great. Uh, yeah. Enough said. There's a reason arcade one up dead one. Um, just great machine. Simpsons arcade I, machine. I like that they had it where you could do like a T move where like um, Homer and Lisa Lisa would jump up on his shoulders so you kind of have more of a a reach so to speak. Like very well done game and that was actually on my list as well. So that means I get to dig into my. Honorary mentions. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> just real quick, the original Simpsons arcade machine released by Konami in 1991. It was actually an older machine than I thought it was, and you can kind of see the age on some of those machines. But, yeah, Konami game released in 91, four players, uh, fantastic game. Yeah. Um, moving along, the one I've already mentioned, uh, we'll get it out of the way, X-Men, developed by Konami as well. Uh, 1992, side-scrolling 2D beat-em-up, similar to the Simpsons. You're just going across the screen beating up enemies to defeat. Um, but this one, just like The Simpsons, you've got it's a up to six people can play at once. It uses a dual screen instead of just the singular screen. So definitely a bigger um, floor space, I guess, for it. Um, yeah. But, footprint. Uh, that, you know, yeah, footprint. That's, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one that has to be on there because it's just super, like, you just dump quarters in it because it's like you and, and you can flop between all of them. I don't know it's great. Just a good ass game. Good beat 'em ups, so, dude. Some so, of the best so. arcade games ever. Beat 'em ups. Um, you said that's Konami too. 
92? That's yeah, 92. So it comes out like oh, yeah. year after. They were just like, let's put out the bangers. Um some cool with this game before we get off. Arcade One Up does do a version of this one as well. You can buy the four person original X-Men from Arcade One Up. Uh plays the exact same. Again, great game. I so. just I don't know how like because with the original arcade, like it was the dual screen. And like that made where it was like this big playing field where you could really move around. But with a singular screen, I just don't know if it'll be the same, you know? Uh, Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it is just you. (laughs) I'm nitpicky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stop being such an asshole. I'll I'll see myself out. Goodbye, (laughs) everybody. Um, Cool. So that brings me to my next one. Um, I did a lot of four-player games, I will admit, right off the bat. Uh, and the next one I'm going to throw up is one of the reasons why it was hard for me to choose sports games, um, because it was between this one and another one. And I went with NFL blitz. Um, absolutely love the NFL blitz games. The stand up arcade ones could come in two different versions. You could get the original game, um, in the two player where it's just joystick, two players, uh, but the one that I would personally like is they made an NBA Blitz 2000 and a NBA Hang Time split machine, uh, which is a four-player machine, two and two. That is the better machine for sure. Um, also built by Midway because they just do that stuff. Released in 1997 originally. Grew up playing Blitz on the N64. It's still one of my favorite N64 games of all time, um, especially if you know the codes to get the big head modes yeah. or the big ball modes. Um, or you're like me and you button mash and you get fucking bullshit like a away jerseys, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but the NBA Blitz machine or the NFL Blitz machine is definitely one that like holds a place in my heart because from the time I, it came out to now, I will always play that machine. I'll play it against randoms. I'll play it against friends. It does not matter. I like the Blitz because it was kind of cartoony and seemed a little more violent. Oh, the dude, the and suplexes and, the and shit. Of some of those guys, yeah, you're dude. Like, insane this is like water boy and all that kind of stuff super great that's a great call on that one um for me i either went beat-em-ups or fighting games um that was what i was drawn to as a kid i love fighting games um so my next one is a game called time killers um this is a fighting game uh developed by uh thq uh came out in 1992 um it's one of the earliest weapon based fighting games Huh. And so the the whole shtick of this is that, like, each button had a corresponding part. So, like, left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg. Interesting. And, like, if a body part took enough damage, they would lose that limb. So, and this also did the thing of having fatalities. So you could, like, really end somebody. Um, but, like, the big thing about this is that you get to choose these characters throughout time so it's like what if a caveman fought a knight kind of thing and that was kind of the big draw for this uh felt a lot like mortal Kombat, um not quite as fluid as a street fighter game um thug. but yeah yeah <laughs> it's a fucking thug. caveman thug and leaf and you know i could go through all those guys but i'm not going to but yeah it's i mean it's basically you fight all these guys and then at the end you get to fight death and uh um what yeah I mean, pretty straightforward. There's, you know, the tournament style, who would win, who's the best. Ah, this is cool. I've honestly, I have no idea about this game. I've never seen this game in my life. So, fucking good pull. Good pull. Um, Let's see. What do I want to do here? 
Um, I guess I'll go with the the. I have two old ones, um, like OG, and this is one that can kind of go both ways for me. Like it can be on the list, and I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to add. That was this concept, but I'm a big fan of flying shoot 'em ups, uh, so I had to throw Galaga on there. Um, oh. Yeah. At, at least as a starter one, um, there are definitely crazier games when you start getting to like the Gradius style side scrolling ship shooters. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Galaga released by Namco in 1981 originally. Um, you guys can play the same version on your Atari. That was just a port. Yeah. Uh, but it's a classic. There's a reason it's a classic. There's a reason you can still buy this game in multiple ways today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it just doesn't die. It's 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 just an amazing fucking game. It's so um, well done. I had to throw it on there. Like I said, I had to give my, my shout out to the old school. And there's a reason, like I said, that these things are still around. So Galaga. Yeah. 1981, yeah. baby. I had that as an honorable mention because it is, I mean, just influential for all the other things to follow. Um, continuing on, uh, Golden Axe, developed by Sega. Uh, released in 1989, it's a 2D side scroller beat 'em up because you know that's what I do. Uh, basically, you get to choose three characters. There's an um, Amazon lady, there's a dwarf guy, and like a barbarian dude. And basically, they each have like their own thing. One controls fire. One you get to do magic and melee, so you get fire, lightning, or earth kind of base powers. Um, you just kind of go around, beat up these things. You can ride cool creatures. Um, yeah, super great game though. Like it's just, I mean, you it, can't this go wrong is with, an amazing game. Yeah, the yeah, original those, machine looks disgusting. No, uh, they sure. definitely upgraded that machine as it came out, but I mean, this game plays well on arcade. It plays well on a console. Uh, this is just one of those classics. I didn't even think about Golden Axe being like it's such a Sega game to me. Yeah, that like I don't even think about it being an arcade game. Um, even looking through these pictures, some of these fucking. Scenes are just iconic. The boss fights, yeah. The dragons, the 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 big baddie, Death Adder. He's like this. I mean, he's a giant, and he's got this crazy black horned helmet. Uh, the weird straps that go across his chest, like he looks like a typical fantasy bad guy. And adding like an AOE, you know, damage effect is just wild. Like they did something with the magic where yeah, it's just like. Yeah. AOE stuff is just fantastic in games. Ha. <laughs> Golden Axe. Interesting. When did when this game drop? Uh, 1989. 89. Yeah. Yeah. Built by Sega. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good choice. That's a good I like I like good old side scroller beat 'em ups. It's just a fucking good ass game, man. Um cool. So brings me to number four. Uh Are another we have four? Yeah, this is my fourth one. I have one left after this. Um, Wild. and I, we're going back to Midway, baby, all the way back in 1998, Midway Arcade put out Gauntlet Legends. Dude, um, that's the next one. <laughs> so this game was cool. And I, I, I bring it up because initial D was the same concept. And this was a, a game that you could have a card, you could have a save file. You could bring in on certain machines, your, your memory cards from your console and do saved games that you did at home and bring it to an arcade. Gauntlet Legends being a stand-up arcade RPG. Like, they just... They incorporated something and a reason for you to come back to the arcade and continue a story rather than restart the story, which I thought was a cool concept. 
very cool for you to be able to walk into the arcade, pop in your little code, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm playing my character. This yes. is this is unlike anything else out there. Yes. Like I can level up my guy and he stays leveled up and I can keep playing through this game and yeah, and the different like characters they had were very cool design too. Like yeah, for the time it was four very, player, like, you know, like it just it did what it needed to. Um and it added something that you didn't get in really other games, especially being four player, being the RPG style, everything about it was just, I don't know. It made you want to come back and play it. It was an arcade game that didn't, you know, beat the shit out of you to the point where you're like, fuck this game. I'm out. Like had a good story. It was co-op and you were able to come back to it the following day and not lose the progress that you put in the day before, which at that time we just fucking didn't hear about that. So gauntlet legends. Gotta love it. Good choice, dude. Um, for my next choice, uh, this one's kind of a cheater one because this one I was thinking of, man, we're starting to get tight on room, so I really need to have a cabinet that does, does more than just one game. So I chose the SNK Neo Geo game cabinet. And this one, what made it different is that it was a cartridge-based um, cabinet where essentially owners of the cabinet could swatch out, just M- simply swap MBS, out the right? For the SNK stuff? MBS, yes. Yep. yep. Um, the multiple they look like video uh, VCR cassettes yeah (laughs) pretty much uh released in 1990 um basically a great way to save floor space and um save a buck because you're buying these games and they go to one cabinet but what was funny about this one is i never played this one much in arcades i played this one at our local rec center like Uh we'd go and shoot some hoops or whatever and then afterwards as we're like waiting to be picked up we just throw some quarters in choose a game but like uh, some of the games were Fatal Fury, Puzzle Bubble, uh, Metal Slug, Samurai, Samurai Showdown, Showdown baby. Yeah, this World is such Heroes, an iconic cabinet. Gang Wars, like, like all red. It, it, it's yeah. just it is the most arcadey of fucking arcadey cabinets ever. Yeah. You you said yeah. Neo Geo, and I was like, oh, this is the red cab. I guarantee it. Like <laughs> this is the MVS cab, yeah. like a hundred percent. Because you know it didn't use that Jamma board. They actually used a different system with that MVS. The yeah. cartridge-based arcade, you yeah. know, which was a cool concept. These, these, you still see these machines flying around, and I think you can buy a shit ton of different remanufactured, like arcade one-up style machines. Uh, yeah, and they almost kind of were that like arcade one-up, like multi-game yeah. systems all into one. Instead, before that was like a thing that's now. A well, thing. And it gave you a little bit of everything too, because you have your Samurai Showdowns, your King of Fighters, which are you know fighting games, and then fighting you games. had your Metal Slugs, which were yeah. shooting platformers, shoot 'em up platformers. Like they're just you had a bunch of mixtures of games. You, you like you said, they're space saving, good, awesome cabinets. Yeah. It's it. So we definitely had to put that one on there because, you know, it's a it's a cheat cabinet that we can add a lot of games to that. You know, Samurai Showdown is worth the price of admission. That that game is such it's a cool, so like, good dude. weapon. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah they, these rebuilt machines are great. Um, well, that brings me to my number five. Uh, this game plays a big it has a big spot in my heart because of Barcades. Uh Older game, but it is one of the most competitive, just most amazing, frustrating fucking arcade games that I could ever play, especially with the buzz. And there's a reason these machines die all the fucking time. And back in good old 1983, our good friends over at Konami release Track and Field. Uh, 
this game is literally like Olympic track and field. Holy shit. It it is one of those games where you have no matter what, you have to beat the previous track and field event to move on to the next one. And it, it's such a, a tough game, but it's so fun to play with friends because it's a lot of fucking run faster. Who can bang on the buttons faster? But then there's like some timing stuff with the long jump. Um, it's a super simple, but yet like it's one of those games where like every time I play it, I'll play it with friends. We'll be drinking and I'll walk away from this machine sweating. Like it's one of those yeah. One of those games. Uh, I had to add it on because anytime I walk into one up or any of these barcades, it is one of the first machines I look for because I know at some point, whether I play it as soon as I get in or three hours from, from when I walk in the front door, I'm going to play that game that day, no matter what, if it's in the building, I'm playing it before I leave because it's just, it's one of those good old button mashy, you know, n- no real objective except to win the fucking event. Like, it's just a fun-ass game. I knew this one was going to be a weird one, and I, I knew you weren't going to have this. And if you did, I was going to ask you that to marry me. Like, you're, you were about to have sister wives. You know, level. like... <laughs> um, but yeah, really, you know, like I said, 83 by Konami. It's it's just one of those games that I, I'll never play it by myself, but if I'm with someone, I'm like, yo, you want to play track and yeah. field? They're like, yeah. really? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you never played this? Like, come on, motherfucker. You know? It's just... It's one of those games. It's great games. But... I think... I think the first time I played this was um, the port of it to Nintendo, just Nintendo. Yep. And we had the uh, the game mat, the power you, pad, the, the power pad. Thank yes. you. Yes. That you put on the floor and you'd use your feet. So you want to talk about some real exercise? You put that thing down and you're like, oh god, what have we done? Yeah, dude. That's, I mean, fuck. That was, yeah, the fucking power pad for the NES, dude. It's good. Fucking Jesus. Call, yeah, so that that's my five. I just want to list them off real quick. 97's NFL Blitz, 83 Track and Field, 91 with The Simpsons, Galaga from 81, and Gauntlet Legends, which we paired up on from 1998. Uh, my top five that I have to have in an arcade. I have a couple honorable mentions, um, but I'll let you. Do you have any more? I know we. Oh yeah, I've I've got. Well, a is lot that your more. top five that you put in? You put in your top five so far. I I've got. I uh, I don't know what I put in. Um, oh. I did I didn't number them out. I just had them like. Well, here here's... this is what we're gonna do because we're running long. Uh, I have three more on my honorable mentions. Yeah, we could just bust through what we have real quick. Yeah, let's be, let's be nothing. Burn we're gonna these add motherfuckers. It. We're gonna add it. Uh, first one: Marvel versus Capcom Clash God. of the Superheroes. So this good. one you get. All of Marvel characters, and you get a bunch of Capcom. Not just Street Fighter, but Capcom. That's when it get, really gets fun for the franchise. It adds more characters, you know, from, like, stuff that I like, like Darkstalkers, as well as Marvel heroes like Spider-Man, which is one of the best fighting uh, dudes out there. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom, one of the best fighting games ever made. Um, I also have 1942, which is very similar to Galaga. Great it's, game. You're just basically shooting baddies and you upgrade your uh, uh your bomber and choose different bombers as well like very cool game top to um, bottom and, scrolling yep shooter just get where you need to go avoid the bullets or yeah. bombs or whatever great game. and and the final one if i didn't mention this tiff would kill me because this is her favorite arcade of all time uh joust really from 1982 good old when fucking ostriches with swords 
she will straight elbow people out of the way to play joust. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know who we're calling if we've got to beat a fucking lich to get the first key to the first gate, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do we do? If y'all oh, know that reference, I love you. Um, so real quick, we're going to go back to my beat-em-ups. TMNT, Turtles in Time. Great arcade machine. It's got to be mentioned great. because it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-up. Yeah. Just fantastic game. Had to throw it on there. Uh, the other one that would have been in my sports thing, the NBA Jam Machine, man. It's one oh. of my favorite games of all time. Um, the machine plays better than the console version, and they're both fucking amazing. Yeah. So the NBA Jam yeah. Machine has to go on there. Uh, the last one I'm going to throw on is another game that I've almost broken multiple fingers on, uh, but still love playing it because I love the top-down style of the racing game, and that is Off-Road. Um, the thing with those games is it still had the pedal on the floor. They were three players, um, but the wheel never stopped spinning. You could fucking rip that motherfucker and it had, it had metal (laughs) spokes and like you had to stick your finger back in there to stop it. And I have ripped those fucking, cause you're just like right turn, left turn, right turn, left turn. And you're just spinning the fuck out of those things. Your trucks drifting around the corners. You're just pinballing off of walls. I had to throw that one on there because it's another game. I love the way they incorporated the gas pedal on it still. Um, it'll give you a Charlie horse by the end of playing it. Uh, but that that style, that slippery top-down style of, like, the RC car racing, because that, that's what it yeah. felt like. It felt like you're racing RC yeah. cars. Um, I had to throw that in there because Off-Road's a great game. It's well worth the quarters. And Holy like I crap. said, it's semi-dangerous. I've walked away with, like, cuts and bruises and shit from that game because you're just ripping that fucking steering wheel so hard. Um, Damn. That, I totally – it's so – like, that's what's so nice about it is that there are so many, like, variety of like stand-ups that like we had some crossover but like there was definitely a lot of like oh you went this route oh we got this one oh we got you know like there's just so much yeah yeah and we knew this episode was gonna be a long one so what i'll do is instead of going through all these because i've written some of them down but i've forgotten some of them too um i'm gonna probably throw this list up on the website and a picture on the facebook page so keep an eye out for that um, but before we wrap this up, I do want to talk to you again. We talked about uh, the build arcades that you can buy for home. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to get your, your opinion on this before we get out of here is they are making virtual pinball machines. Mm. Is it something you think you could, you could deal with um, if they still gave you that tactile feel? I've played some, and they are super fun to play on the go and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's, they're fine. I'm not talking about, like, a handheld version of a virtual pinball. They are making actual LCD screen tables that are the size of a pinball machine that have multiple pinball machines virtually on them. Uh, It's a cool concept. The same way that you would do an arcade one-up machine where it's running, like, an emulator or some sort of FPGA system, they have virtual pinball machines that are just screens set up like a table, but instead of it being real life, it's virtual. You I have mean, multiple options for pinball games on one machine, which is a cool concept. That is so they're basically yeah, so they're basically doing it where you could. That's oh, I'm curious. I am very curious. I've never got to play one. I'd Let's still need to be able to fill my flipper presses. Like I, I think it would tear me out of that pinball fill if I couldn't fill the pressing of the flippers. Um but the concept is cool. The problem that I have with anything virtual like that 
is that RNG. Like, at least with a real pinball table, you know, I can see the ball doing ball things. Yeah. Whereas on a virtual pinball table, I'm like, you motherfucker, that was the game putting that bitch between the flippers, not the actual mm. table itself. Yeah. Um, but if they gave me the tactile feel to it, and it looked good enough, it sounded good enough, and you could have, you know, say five or ten machines on this one table that you could flip through willy-nilly for the same price mm. that you could have one licensed pinball table. It's an interesting I, thing. I, I, It's one of those things. I couldn't definitely say, no, I wouldn't like it, or yes, I would. Until I've sat in front of a few of them to say, oh, this captures the feel of Twilight Zone so perfectly that, yes, this is the future of pinball. Or maybe not. Because there is something about, like, being able to nudge the pinball machine ever so slightly to unhinge the ball because somehow it got caught on a bumper, you know? Don't do that too often, though, or you get to lose those motherfucking quarters. That's right. You get a motherfucking tilt. Um, On that note... There will be some stuff coming up in the coming weeks. Um, we will be episode 50 before too long. We are getting close to our year mark. Um, I will go ahead and preemptively tell you that I am going through a lot of stuff with the house buying process. So bear with us as we work through this, as I build the new studio um, and everything else. Uh, but unless you have anything else, we can wrap this thing up. Nah, man, we 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 did this thing we did this, it good. this was a fun one i've we've been excited about this episode for like 10 weeks we put a number on this one it was just like fuck i want this to come faster because i tell you what from all the stuff that we've done on the show and i still love and enjoy doing the show every week we do it but these building episodes are by far my favorite man we've built a couple things now with the putt-putt with the mall with an arcade <laughs> you know and we're gonna revisit some of these builds where we're gonna add on to these things and you know, we're going to build ourselves a fucking boondocks or a Dave and Busters. But I absolutely love doing the building shows. Um, but, yeah, if we don't have anything else, I don't have anything else, you don't have anything else, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. As always, you guys can find us at retronomapod.com. That is the best way to not only get a hold of us but to check out every link that we have, whether it be the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, um, anything else that we're putting out content on. All of that stuff is going to be linked, um, including now our Discord is linked. I have that uh, up there. If you guys ever want to play games, get together, talk about video games or trades or yard selling or life lessons, you guys can click that link, come into the, the Discord, say what's up. Um, we'll get together for some some community games or something soon. I'm definitely looking for more people to play games with, with a broader spectrum of games, uh, especially come this year. Like I said, check out the website, retronomapod.com. Um, you can find me across the board at retronomapod. Uh, and, yeah, that's everything I got. Yeah. Uh, take us out like we always do with the weird question of the week. What do you think when you hear, I'm going to cut this person in half? <laughs> Fucking, you never cease to amaze me with the weird questions. We appreciate you guys stopping by. And as always, we love you, and we will catch you next week. Good night.